When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by FlashFilmAcademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Save 25% off your first course when you use promo code THAT25. That's THAT25. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text Flash Film to 74121. That's one word, Flash Film to 74121. All right, let's get started. What is really good, ladies and gentlemen? What's going on? I want to welcome y'all to the Thursday late night gold member show. Um, today we're going to talk about something really simple, really simple. And I had to, I didn't want to cancel on y'all today. I had a crazy day. We had some stuff we almost had to move around. So I know I say this and whenever I say this, I kind of doom myself because we go five hours. But today's show, I promise you won't be five hours. Just got to be real. Today, we're going to talk about YouTube, right? How can you use YouTube and why you should be selling it to your clients, especially if you have clients that have a product or service and they want to rank. YouTube will allow them to rank faster. All right. Today, that's what we're going to talk about. Something you should be pushing, something you should be talking about. Real quick, all my gold members say what up. Um, for those that's jumping on the live, I'm going to get to you in one second. I see you popping up here. As soon as I get through the uh, the topic, we're going to jump right into letting everybody else on the show. Um, but first things first, for those who uh, first, let's let's do this. Let's let's roll some graphics. Let's definitely roll some graphics. We'll switch it up a little bit and roll these graphics right here. Let's do it. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. What's really good? My name is Ty Turner, and if this is your first time on this channel, this is your first time you just happen to come across this guy. This channel is simply about turning your passion into profit. This other channel is designed to teach you how to get better at camera work. This channel is to teach you how to afford more cameras, how to turn that passion into profit. My name is Ty Turner. Again, I'm a former Army combat photographer, the owner of Flash Film Media, one of the most trusted production companies in Dallas. And, you know, here we teach you how to go and get it, man. We teach you how to how to turn that that uh, skill set into something profitable, whether it be photography, videography, podcasting, 
whatever. That's what we do here. And this is how we do it. Today, I want to talk about YouTube. Why is it so important that you sell your client on YouTube? Okay, it's important for both of you, you and them. But let me talk about the pros for them, because this is what you will be pushing and selling. What is the number two search engine? YouTube. What is the number one search engine? Google. Who owns YouTube? Google. So think about it like this. If Google had a chance to send someone that's searching for a specific key phrase to your website, which it stops making money for, or to their website where it can continue to make money, who do you think Google wants to send that traffic to first? They want to send that traffic to YouTube because they can make ad revenue and make money when you go to YouTube because chances are you're not going to watch just one video. So it's becoming more and more easier to rank a video over your website. So whenever I create content for clients that's available to the public, I always try to host it from their YouTube channel. So instead of going to other places, no knock against Vimeo or wherever you may want to upload the video to, if they have a server, if they have their website, I try not to upload the video to their website directly, no matter what the platform is. I try to embed a code off of YouTube and I try to upload that video. If it's a video, if it's a, a dental Let's say it's an intro video we're shooting for a dentist that is explaining why you should work with that dentist. I make sure that I put the location, the city, um, or if it's like a DFW area or the DMV or the Atlanta metro area, however your area is defined or listed, I make sure I put something like best dentist in the DFW area, put a, a space put the dental um, company name and phone number in the title. I make sure I title everything with the company name and phone number. And I make sure that that account belongs to the business. And they may have, if that account, you want to make sure you get the email address that that business used to set up their account on Google um, Maps. You want to tie all that in together and use that same account. It will help them get more traffic. I've done it plenty of times. Now, what's the benefit to me or you and why you should be pitching this? One, their video is going to get more views and you're going to look like a master. You're going to look like a beast at what you do. Two, once they realize that they're getting traffic from YouTube and they, they, they will want to post more content on YouTube. So who got to shoot that content? You do. Maybe you can put up a so put together a social media package where you shoot a certain amount of content within a certain amount of time. Right. People ask questions on YouTube. Maybe that doctor or dentist or whatever it is in the niche you are in decide they want to put out a bunch of videos answering questions. So when people say how much or they search for how much do it cost to fix a cavity and they're in your area, your video will pop up because you can also upload a video and list the area in which the video has been created. So there's a lot of different parameters and things you can do that will make the video relevant to your client and to the people who are looking for your client or what your client may have to offer. 
These are things I need you to keep in mind when you work with clients and you're trying there. When you answer some questions, you make them say, I never thought about that. And they trust you. This is the area you want to take them because one, it will help their business Two, it will keep you employed with that company and engaged with that company. And it will create a ongoing client. So it is a win win situation. I'll give you an example of a client I use this with. If you've watched my channel, you've seen me work with a company that sells trailers, right? Out of all things, why trailers? Well, we did a video form, posted it to their YouTube channel. The video started getting views, even though it didn't get a lot, it got two, 3,000 views. And from that view, those views, they were able to generate leads. People started calling, asking about the trailer. They started buying a trailer. What do you know? A video that only cost them a couple grand to shoot sold two or three $60,000 trailers. Starts to make sense now. Now they want to pump out, pump out more and more content and pump out more and more videos. And we started doing that. So that one time client turned into a lifetime client that I still work with to this day, even though I met them at a time before I decided fully what my niche was, even though I met them before I said, okay, I want to focus on this. I met them doing something completely different and then we created content for them and we continue to create content for them. So as a video production company, if I'm looking for clients that, that, that are going to work with me monthly, because that's what you want, you want ongoing clients. This is a great way and a great idea to pitch to that client so that they will continue to work with you on a monthly basis. You want to go subscription. You want to offer a six months package deal. It works the same. Um, so keep that in mind and keep the idea of YouTube in mind. Don't forget. It is the second largest search engine. And what's great about YouTube is the same thing that was great about um, yellow pages is when people need help, they go to YouTube. It is for entertainment purposes, but it's also a great place to educate people. And when you educate people, people learn from you. They trust you. They buy from you really quick. Let me post this up and say, yes, we are still doing um, the mini courses. That's not the graphic I'm looking for. We're still doing the mini courses. And yes, we still have the alpha course on sale for ninety nine dollars to get you started. Use promo code start now. Just go to Flash Home Academy, choose the Alpha course, which is the first part of the um, first part of the mini course, the first mini course of module one, and you can get started for $99. I also post this on the screen too, because people are texting me. Okay. So those are things I want you to think about as you start to work with clients. Because I guarantee you, when they say, aha, I never thought about that. Ah, I never, I never really thought about that. This will be a great time to create future projects with that client because clients don't think about the power of YouTube and how it can help grow their business, especially if they sell anything online, if they sell anything online. I mean, I've worked with local radio shops or car install shops, and I've helped them create content so that they can sell their inventory online. They didn't want to go 
through Amazon to sell some inventory. So they created some complete packages. We created videos of them doing car installs and asking simple questions like what's the difference between four ohms and two ohms when it comes to a subwoofer. And we created we, we created the content. Um, that content generated leads because they mentioned packages they had for sale in the video and they were able to sell. And a lot of times, I'll be honest with you, a lot of times they were getting rid of old inventory. They were just pricing it to move. Um, they were getting rid of just great deals on last year's Pioneer radio that the average person don't really care. I mean, it's it didn't, it didn't change that much. We got, you know, Apple CarPlay and a few other things. So they just packaged some things that they were able to move faster than if somebody walked in the door and with less loss than if they would have sold it on Amazon. So those are things I want you to think about when you're working with clients and ideas that may flourish out of them you know deciding to go to youtube route they if they're shooting video with you they have to house it somewhere house it on their youtube channel then you can charge a fee for a thumbnail you can charge a fee for handling the video you can charge a fee for um doing keyword research or you can put it all in one and just call it your seo b uh, bundle or however you want to do it we charge extra to create thumbnails to do the seo to upload it to manage it however um, if the client is trying to get the video in front of more people, these are ways to help them do just that. So keep that in mind as a videographer in the industry that's looking to grow um, or help the client grow. Now, this don't work as well in uh, on other platforms. It doesn't work as well on TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, because people don't go there with questions. They're just bored. They're scrolling. People come to YouTube with questions. A lot of people come to YouTube to learn how to do simple things, how to take off my dryer door, or how do I install the water connector on my refrigerator? Evergreen videos, which are videos where people will always search for, are very valuable. And once you understand how valuable they are, especially to a client, it's a lot easier to pitch um, the idea of that. Even sometimes, and, and, and I know Tim's waiting to get in. He may kill me. Sometimes I even kind of push him towards video over a pay-per-click campaign or some type of paid advertising. If they don't have a budget, if they do have a budget, don't hit me, Tim. I, I see you. I can see you. Um, if they do have the budget, then pay-per-click is the way. However, this is a great way to try to rank them for free on YouTube, try to bring some traffic for free, especially if we can word it right where we're answering the question. So, um, you know, I, I see Tim over there uh, stretching. He's getting ready to get on. We'll get him on in a minute. But um, so that's a way that I, I've helped clients who came to me with very little kind of grow their way out of the weeds so that they can start generating leads um, and then, you know, growing in business and they came back with a bigger budget simply because we started with YouTube. So it's something that I want you to think about and I want you to create um, pro products around it. I want you to create upsells around the idea of using YouTube for your client. It is a tool that I don't want you to sleep on as a content creator. Um, and a lot of people use YouTube for the entertainment value and they don't realize what it can do for your client if you position it in a way um, or you position it so that they can win. And just think of Google. Google wants to take you from Google to YouTube. 
They don't want to take you from Google to your website where they don't have as much information about you. They can't show ads. They can't, you know, they can't up like taking you to YouTube is their upsell. If you think about it, they're pretty much upselling you because they can now show you two or three ads in front of that video and make more money off of you. So they're starting to push a lot of video content to the top of search results. Also, you can rank a video almost instantly, whereas websites take time. They take months, days, um, and, and you can, you know, you can have all kind of issues where a video can rank almost pretty much instantly, instantly. So those are things I want you to think about um, as you go to your client and you push it and you talk real quick. I want I'm getting ready to bring the guys on um, everybody that's involved. If you are a gold member. Feel free to uh, join us on this chat. Um, if you are a gold member, just go to the community tab on YouTube. There's a link and then you can jump on in. For now, let me bring in the crew. Let me bring in everybody real quick and make sure y'all on here and y'all good. Let me get this graphic out of your face. How y'all doing today? Oh, let me get this. Let me get this one graphic off you real quick. Perfect, perfect. I, I get to be tied today. You get to be tied. <laughs> so, um, and let me go. Let me jump right into Tim because, uh, you know, you, you, as the marketing guy, as the marketing guy, um, have you used YouTube just organically to help clients? Uh, yeah, and actually, when we started our agency, that was actually one of the big things that we used to do um, a lot. So we worked with one of the local NVDs um, that we have in our state. We worked with them, and the big selling point that we brought to them was um, there's a lot of people wanting information based on. So like where we are, we had all this like real ID, whatever kinds of craziness, and it was a big push during that time. And what I sold them on was like, look, like everybody's trying to write blogs. Everybody's trying to do that. And it's difficult to do that. And to be honest, nobody likes watching or reading blogs as much. Like if you had a, an opportunity to read it or watch a video, mm -hmm. you're probably going to watch a video every time. And that's what we sold them on is like, let's create videos of the questions you guys keep getting about these new IDs. And we'll make three, four, five videos, put them on the YouTube channel, do the ranking behind them. And then um, that's what we did. And I think uh, some of those videos are still um, ranked today. Um, yeah. Like I said, I don't know how much traffic they get now. Cause I mean, obviously that was like, I don't know uh, a while back, but you know, like you said, it was a lot easier to rank those videos than maybe something off of a website, something off of that. Um, and that was something that we did um, for a little while. We ended up not doing a lot more with them because we kind of uh, shifted and kind of did some some different stuff. But, you know, it is one of those things that um, you'd be surprised. Like sometimes I still get calls from people that ask, like, how much does it would it cost for you to set up a YouTube channel for us? And I'm like, uh, it's free. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like you can go and you can set it up. Like we can help you optimize it. We can help you do that, but it doesn't cost anything. So that's the thing is there's a lot of businesses out there. There's a lot of people that still don't know that much about it. 
you know, and especially, you know, like as like content creators or whatever, you may feel like, oh, everybody knows, but I'm always surprised um, how many like just business owners or, you know, people in general don't know much about it. Yeah, yeah we, we usually set it up with the package that includes um, your background art, your thumbnail art, and making sure that all of the settings are correct as far as the type of channel um, and things like that. And we kind of monitor it through the, the monetization side of it. And we use that as an upsell. And it's, I mean, it, it may be a simple upsell, um, but it can be something that's an extra 250 you know, $300. Um, where you can get that started for a client and then you can charge per thumbnail and think about it like this I'm just gonna be real with you like you know what it costs you YouTube graphic art design on Fiverr costs you 20 bucks so you know what I mean it's 20 bucks um and you know 10 minutes of your time you can make you can upsell an additional 250 300 dollars um, so those are things that is, you know, there's websites you can use to search for keywords and there's apps that you can use that'll generate keywords based off what you're looking for. Um, so you can kind of get things started and they can, and even if you just monitor their, um, channel and say, Hey, we up, we're uploading two videos, you know, a month. Let's just look at the videos that we have and let's just see how they're doing and maybe move around a few keywords or things like that. But I'm going to tell you um, what's going on with YouTube now is they're not even worried about keywords as much as they're worried about what's being said on the video. So to rank a video, it's better that you say whatever it is you're trying to rank for multiple times because that's what they're looking at to determine how relevant that video is. They're not going by the keyword thing as much. Title, thumbnail, and um, and text. Or oh, not text, but your language. Go for it, Tim. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because uh, the same thing is like with that, you can go, and I can't remember exactly where it is, but Google actually uses a lot of its AI to actually look at what's in the video, mm -hmm. and it will give you a, a rank based on like the imagery of that video. And it'll try to figure out what it's about. So that's why, like, if you have products, you want to make sure you showcase those products. If you want to do that kind of stuff, it'll try to see, like, is this like a spoof video? Meaning that are they saying it's one thing, but it's actually something else, you know? And, like, it's kind of crazy to see. I'll have to find that um, part on Google that you can go. And it's crazy because, like, sometimes, like, with our stuff, it's like, oh, it's like, businessman you know skulls xyz and it'll literally rank out all the stuff that it it can see and it's all just ai wow. yeah i've and actually that's, that's seen that demo and mm -hmm. it is scary because it was like dog tree sun grass green like it was picking out everything and i was like wow like this is there's no faking it anymore so it was literally looking at everything camera lens this model and it was just pointing and just making a list of everything so <laughs> yeah it, it's it's wow. it, so literally you know it's probably saying okay where you're showing a camera and you said camera eight times you're it's probably relevant it's probably you know what i'm saying so it's just it was a lot it's just it's crazy how they're doing it now um but google is not playing with allowing you to determine where you should rank by putting in information they're they're like we're gonna get it ourselves and we're gonna rank you where we want to rank you so it's 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 no joke 
Um, how, and, and that is why it's important to, um, for your clients, you know, I, I had a, a client that did, um, what's the name of it? Um, gosh, it was stem cells. They were doing stem cell research, not research, but, um, stem cell. I forgot what it's called. When you have back issues, they use stem cells to help with your back issues. Um, and we created a lot of videos, um, and videos that when he was in his lab coat just did way better than videos when he wasn't like, it was just weird. We could, it could be the same script and we would like a B test it. And simply because he had his lab coat and like a stethoscope, like it just shot up compared to, um, videos that didn't. And those are just, and when I learned about it, I was like, okay, so it's starting to make sense. This is why. So now we're shooting everything like with him on the table, we got the light in the background. We got the, the lab coat on stethoscope. Like we're shooting everything with a, a poster of like the human anatomy, everything we can. We're trying to add to the frame to make sure that it is the most relevant um, image possible because Google is looking for that and they're listening for it. Go for it, Ronnie. I'm sorry I showed up late, guys. Um, I'm actually on my lunch break now, so I'm at work. But I wanted to ask. So I saw the I saw the title, and I'm kind of hearing the dialogue here. Where do you find um, this data at to be able to see how Google slash YouTube is actually now ranking videos, ranking content? Um, I got the first I've heard of it and it's crazy. I have to find the website, but there's a website where you can literally enter in like the Google video. Like you can get a link from YouTube and it'll tell you what's on it. Tim, do you know what it is? I don't know what it is specifically, but I think it's in the Google developer yeah. somewhere back there. Cause normally it's a lot in there, but realistically, like the, the big thing is as long as you, that's why I like script matters. You want to make sure that whatever the most relevant things that you want to be ranked for, they're saying that in the script multiple times. Um, and then of course, like the imagery that you're using needs to be relevant, right? So like whenever we did stuff with like the um, DMV, we shot it because they had a wall that was just full of license plates. So adding like those kind of elements just helps it know that. Now, of course, like, it's learning, it's still adapting, and it's not perfect. But the, the probably the biggest thing is like it is if you really want to up the ranking value, is title, all of that still matters. But go and actually look at the auto generated um, captions yep. and actually fix any mistakes in there because that's how YouTube is understanding what it's about. So if there's a lot of misspellings in those auto generated captions, then it kind of has a mismatch because it can only do so much. Um, and then, of course, like based on people's, you know, like if they have like a certain accent or they just say things a certain way, it may not catch that properly. But you can even just go and like get your videos transcribed. And there's a whole bunch of places that go. My my favorite place to go is it's a Temi. It's 25 cents uh a minute, I think. Uh -huh. And then you can go and see it. It's actually the same company as Rev. The only difference is Rev has an actual person that does it. And that's about a dollar a minute, yeah, which I, is still. I was really, going to say really Rev, cheap. but yeah, if you say Timmy, if it's better. 
Yeah, it's it's the same. Um, it's a split. It's like a, a small like sister company of Rev. It's just their AI software that they have. So you may have to go and do some tweaking, but a lot of the times it's really, really good. Um, but yeah, Rev is really good too. And a lot of the times we just charge clients. Like if we know it's a three minute video, we may just charge $2 per minute on transcription and make a dollar profit on each minute. So there's a lot of those things that you can kind of do um, with that. And then that way you just take that transcription and you upload it and you know that you have one that's really good because it's going to look through all of that. And then I think the only last recommendation I have is don't make your video, like if you put it on there, don't make it public right away. Actually schedule it out and give it maybe um, a couple of days because YouTube's going to go through and try and scan through all of that data before you make it public. And then it'll try and put it in front of the right people where if you just make it public right away, it's trying to play catch up looking through that data and trying to determine the people that are watching it. Those are just the things that we do um, that we've seen a big difference um, when it comes to YouTube. And maybe even if you have an audience, maybe even a premiere, because um, it'll, you know, it'll send a message if you have a bunch of subscribers. Um, another cheap, a poor man's way to get subtitles is going to YouTube um, and it'll ask you what language are you speaking in, click it to English, and then it'll try to generate. Um, it'll try to generate it. You can download it, edit it, and then re-upload it, re-upload it. Um, but that's what he was speaking about earlier where you can go in there and look for, cause little things like if I'm doing a video about an A7S3, it may write out, you know, A7S3 instead of putting it the way people would search for it. So if I go back and make those changes, then my video about A7S3s will be more relevant. So little things like that are just little bitty things that you could do to help the video rank higher, um, for your clients. And again, I'm telling you, when you have one home run with a client, they're going to buy, buy, buy buy from you when you got one video that gets two thousand i mean not even a million it can get two thousand and twenty eight views in in like a month or two and that client is like wow you know let's let's do it let's do more you've had that experience too yeah and i was just gonna say especially when you're working on more of a local level like working mm -hmm. with local businesses 99% of the times even if they have youtube channels they have that they post stuff they maybe only get 10, 15, 20 views. It's very rare. Um, even big, like bigger, like popular small, um, small businesses that we've worked with, like sometimes like their top numbers are maybe, you know, a hundred or whatever. Um, and like even one that we did, um, and it was actually a review video that we did. I think that video is almost up to like 6,000 views. And we did that video a long time ago, but that's, still their top performing video even though that they've had they've hired a bunch of other uh, production companies to do it we just like i said we just know which industries we want to go in so we're just not working with some of those clients but that's the thing is like if you can still go and have that video i guarantee you they'll continue coming back because i mean we've had clients that do that um and realistically it's not it's not super difficult, right? It's different if you're going and you're working with like a big national brand, then it's a little bit different, but on a local level, it's way more attainable and definitely something that a lot of local, and I said businesses just don't know, right? Super simple, great upsell. Mario, you on, you up next, bro. Go, go mode.
Uh, your mic is muted. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. I like oh. the shirt, bro. I like this shirt. It's coming together. Let me see that. There we go. Okay. I like the color scheme too for it to be food. It's like fresh food. I like that. That guy. Yeah, that man. guy. That guy got the master course. I know it. I can tell. I can Yo, tell man. Uh, I actually just came from a uh, from a shoot. So okay. You know, we're out the, we're out here chasing that game that bag, man. That's right, man. I like to hear that, man. Yeah. Um. I was actually. I mean, based on the subject. Um. Do you guys believe that it's important to also come into the platform of YouTube with already like the meta the I think it's meta data like already with the title coming from you know uh from let's say from Premiere or DaVinci whatever your your software your software editing is you know because I know I noticed some clients they just uh, they just upload without no metadata they just go with like whatever the name of the video yeah. was named from the the actual memory card you know from the from the from the saving from from the data that came from the from the camera um you know the default settings do you guys believe that it's important to uh, to come in with the metadata like that like already title you know the you know whatever grand opening video for such restaurant do you guys believe that's important to, to in order to help it rank higher yes definitely you want to definitely edit your metadata on your video file if possible and put as much detail as possible even i like to even put that when it under producer and director i like to fill out that information to have it linked back to me there is an app that i used to use i have to find it that'll let you edit all of the metadata for any video file it was a mac uh a mac um app i'll have to look into it but you drop the video file in there you can edit all the metadata and then it'll export it with that information um i'm gonna look for that tim i'll let you go here while i take a look for that, that app real quick yeah so uh, the big thing is is like what i prefer to do is actually have and know what that metadata is before you even start shooting because like like for instance, like when we did the stuff with the one of the DMVs, one of the big things was like, what is a real ID? That was the question. We did the research. We looked at how many keywords that has, and that was the very first thing that they said in the video. Like, do you want to know what the difference is or whatever your real ID is? We made sure to re-say that over and over again, and we had all that metadata before we even started shooting. That way, I can go to the client and be like, look. The reason we you want to shoot this video is because there's a thousand people a month searching for this on Google. And then I could just go and take all those keywords and be like, here's 15 keywords that have a thousand searches a month or roughly within that. Which one of these do you want to do now or do you want to do all of them? And I don't really give them an option to not do them because they're like, dang, they're, all of those are getting a thousand searches a month it becomes harder for them to say no to shooting those videos, right? Because you're showing them like, look, here's where your customers are. We can create a video and we already know all the stuff and we have all of it and we kind of put it all together. That's how I used to go out and do it. Um, whenever we, that was like one of the things that we first started uh, selling when we were an agency. Um, because like I said, I think it, if you can just show your potential customer like what they don't have, it becomes difficult for them not to buy. I can't, okay. I can't find the, uh, the app. I'm trying to see if I can pull it up here. I'll, I'll, I'll 
see if I can find it um, before I go, because it was one that let you add more than even what um, Final Cut and everything else let you add. I know VLC is one of it. If you have a VLC player, you can edit some files and go through and type it. But it was one more that was like really drag and drop. And I'll see if I can uh, I'll see if I can find it before we uh, before we end today. Um, um, CSM, I know you you said you had a question. I can, I, yeah, I had a question for you guys. Um, <clears throat> I was talking, to, as far as the talking points, emphasizing, re-emphasizing, you were saying it's got to match the visual. So Google ranks the video based on the words being repeated over and over again. For example, um, let's just say hair salon, you know, hair care, hair salon, hair care, and I keep cutting back to that in the, in, in the video. That's going to rank based on the fact that I think somebody's no. so yes, yeah. so I, I what I'm so it, it's usually a combination of the two so it's the word that you're saying and if it's a recognizable visual that's on screen like it can tell kind of uh, let me give you an, another way that'll kind of scare you if you got an iPhone go to the 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 photo app and search for like dog and watch how accurate it is it is search for mm. truck search for gym and watch it not just location based items but just watch in fact there was a uh there was a glitch in like four updates where if you go to somebody's phone and you search for bra it'll pull up every nude picture they had on their phone <laughs> because oh, wow. it was looking for skin tone color chest area so it would pull up every and they had to block it so to give you an idea of how it works and google is way better at it than apple if you you go to your go just just go to your photo app and just search for truck or stuff fire truck or whatever rodney over there blown away you doing it yeah i literally just did this now because like when i would go for my walks i did a lot of the stray dogs in the area were like, you know, just always like kind of walk with me, right? And I'm just a big animal lover. So this is actually pictures of our bull mastiff before she passed away, our 21-year-old Chihuahua, and a bunch of other dogs in the area. And I literally just typed in dog. There that's you go. I did. Yeah. And that's not even all of them. Trust. That is not even wow. all of them. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is crazy. So Yo. crazy. <laughs> YouTube. So is that what you mean when you say metadata? Um, so the the met so two ways so metadata is the text that you'll add to the file. Metadata is when you when you have a file and it just has your file name .avi. Inside that file is a bunch of text that's baked in that normally you don't fill out. Even if you export it from, you have to go deep into Final Cut or Premiere to fill out the metadata. Um, and it's just it's kind of buried in the uh, in the features, but there are the app I found. It's got a weird name. It's called iFlick. I I F L I K Z. Let me double check it. it. This is a Mac version. I'll post a link. Um, it's iFlickApp.com is their website. I'll post a link. But that's the app that I use um, to update metadata for file so once you drop your file into it it'll ask you who's the actor who's the director where was it shot at where you know all the information you'll fill out that information what's the production company um and everything and once you fill out that information it'll resave that file so that you could uh 
it'll resave that file so that you can create um it so all the meta metadata will be in it elijah r- real quick good looking out on a super chat are you looking for i'm gonna be honest with you um real quick let me ask you this question can you recommend um someone on fiverr to sell or a fiverr seller to create an animated logo okay i'm gonna tell you an even better idea right that will cost you probably $20 more, but you'll get something more unique because a majority of animators on Fiverr don't create unique animations. Go to, um, what's the company that owns audio jungle? Um, let me see. Envato. Envato. If you go to Envato and go to their video section and find you a graphic, uh, opener that you like, for like 10 20 bucks buy it and then take it to someone on fiverr to actually do it for you for another 10 bucks that way you'll have a unique um intro you'll have the project files in case you want to change anything and you know and you can have them say okay change the color of this or do that and you can make it your own instead of having somebody just create something that animates and then everybody and their mama get the same one so so and then you can do that with almost any um, After Effects file that you find on Envato that you buy and say, hey, I'm going to take this to somebody on Fiverr and have them um, implement it and create it. So that's what I would do um, over just finding someone who may charge you 50 or or $100. They're really just going to find a template they like that they hope you never seen before. Drag and drop your logo in it and send it to you. What's the name of the website again? Uh, Envato. Envato. Yeah, yeah they, they also what I recommend is if you want to have a lot of stuff and you want to use it for your company, look at Invato Elements. It's like 30 some bucks a month and you have yeah. unlimited access to uh, stock footage, photos, uh, graphic photos, graphic design files. There's like a whole, whole bunch of stuff. We use it pretty much all the time in our agency because like if we need to do mockups, we can just go on there and you can license everything, music, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And depending I on de- depending on what you use, if you're a Final Cut or you're a, a, a After Effects guy or Premiere guy, they'll have a ton of downloadable, um, like lower thirds and things you can use, like the openers and all kind of stuff that you can use. Easy upsells. Very easy upsells. They don't cost you nothing extra. Rodney, you look. Hey, you- quit- <laughs> 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 well, no, because well, I, I'm 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 debating some things here right now, so. Uh, I've used Envato like literally a handful of times and I was rocking Storyblocks uh, back in the day before they became Storyblocks. And I know that because of their success, they've actually branched things out. Um, obviously, price has gone up. How would you rate them, rate Envato elements as compared to Storyblocks, Tim? Yeah, that the, the question is directly to you, Tim, so please answer that. I got rid of my Storyblocks to be honest like i got rid of it i to be honest like i liked it at first but i felt like every time i went there i just couldn't find what i wanted and like like i said i probably use invato elements like every single day now i'm not gonna say like their stock their stock video and stuff is not to you know like art grid or any of that stuff it's not to that level Okay. okay but like i said literally i probably use it I would say probably almost every day, like since we got it, probably, I think it was like a year ago when we started our subscription and I've never really looked back. That's just mine. I was going to say, I think Envato has more plugins for 
I feel like Storyblocks had more stock footage, but Envato had right. more like lower thirds and stuff you can download and install yeah. in your, you know, Premiere. Yeah, and, and like I said, to me, the thing that I like is because obviously, like, we're an agency, so we do a lot of like stuff. So that's why I'm like, you know, like they have social media graphics that you can plug and play, they have YouTube thumbnails, they have, um, I don't know, huh. just everything like, like i said they have um 3d images that you can go and like turn and do whatever and just download like png versions of are you serious tons of seasonal yeah. stuff like if you want to do seasonal stuff for like different clients it's a, a ton tons of it for one price yeah wow okay okay yeah like, and, and to me i'm like it's not that much like at the end of the day if you don't like it you're out what maybe 30 bucks in a month like it's really it's like it's not too bad in my opinion. And honestly, I'm like, we have probably made more money from just the stuff that's on Envato Elements than like I said, we could probably pay like six years worth of subscription that we've charged back to clients. Yes. Just because like I said, we use Photoshop, we use Illustrator, we use whatever, right. um, you know, like a lot of the graphics and icons and all of that stuff that we use on our website or with clients' websites all kinds of stuff. And like, even for us, like sometimes it's nice cause they have a whole list of WordPress themes and website mm -hmm. stuff. And we can just plug and play some of those stuff or go to a client and say, here's like some ideas. Do you like any of these? And then we take it and we do a lot more custom work to it, but we're never starting from scratch on uh, hardly anything. Nothing. Um, but it's because okay. like I said, that's realistically to me, I'm like, I don't think you should, necessarily start from scratch it's very rare i think that you should um because i'm like if somebody else has already gone out and made a template version of it i'm gonna take that <laughs> and use that because it just speeds up your work and at the end of the day a client more times than not has never cared you know and then the same thing like a lot of the the stock music and stuff you just license it out to that client and they have a the license for stock music like I said, I can't say enough good things about it, but that's just my opinion. Also, think about it like this. I mean, when you want to translate it to, you know, any anything else, do you know exactly where your burgers come from? Are they made by scratch? Is the guys at McDonald's back there slapping your burger? I don't. It's a template. It's yeah. it, You know what I'm saying? It's right. plug and play. Question for you. On them, obviously, <clears throat> a time is very valuable because if you're not shooting or doing a proposal, you're editing. And there's people who are better at editing than I am. I mean, I'm sufficient, but there's some edits you look at and you're like, wow, man, that's, that's Hollywood great. And obviously, there's either the long way, the hard way to do it, or there's the easy way to do it. So my question to you is, do you all um, know of a, a site, whether it be ArtGrid? It's not Storyblocks, because I've spent two hours trying to get After Effects, and it always comes out wrong. And I got to start all over again. It just gives me headaches. But somewhere where it's kind of a plug and play, easy, kind of just Hollywood movie intro, boom, you know, that you into your video. And I mean, this cat today showed me one where he did an Instagram thing where it, it gives your Instagram tag on the right side and does like a parallax around a, free, a freeze frame of you. And it just, it was just, it was great. It was something that, you, you know, if you have the right audience, they're going to eat that up. But I'm trying to figure out a way to do that without outsourcing it to somebody, you know, on Fiverr and waiting for them to get back to me with a proof. That, you, you know what I'm saying? So if you have any advice on that, let me know. 
There, there was a website. I gotta look it up that did all of the motion graphics for you. Like you literally uploaded your logo, and they okay. and they rendered the motion graphics on the website, and you would just download it. That's um, what I need. I'm I, quick. I gotta <laughs> think about. I, I know uh, PlaceIt has something similar to that. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily exactly high quality that you want. Um, but actually, place it is another product from Envato. I just love Envato stuff. But place it, you can go on there. And, and for us, like they, we use a lot of their mockups because we can just upload an image and it'll pre-populate it on all the mockups we want, and we can just see which ones we want and download them. They do have some animated stuff. I don't know if it's necessarily to the quality that you're looking, but I know that there's a few places that do it. Um, yeah, the the only other thing that I would say is, it, honestly, like either see if you can find somebody, um, if you have like a, a film school or whatever, see if you can find maybe a few interns that maybe can do some practice. Of course, it's still going to take a little bit of time, or you're just going to have to put in the time. Like for me, editing is the thing that I have done for a really long time. Um, there's definitely a lot of tools out there though that you can use. Um, my favorite stuff for animation, if you got, if you use a lot of After Effects stuff, is look at um, Mr. Horse, I believe. He has a whole bunch of stuff where essentially it's pretty much like drag and drop, click, and it'll do all the animation work for you. Um, to me, that has saved me probably the most time because... Uh, like I can do all the keyframing and I can do all of that. Like I can make anything from scratch if I had to, <laughs> Yeah. but I don't want to like, I am, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and slave away for like three days to animate something. If I could just click it and it's like pretty much <laughs> to where yeah. I want it to be. So that's been the problem I run into where it takes longer for me to do the animation than so it does for the actual video edit. This is Motion Den, and Motion Den has a ton of graphics that you can just add your logo and then just kick it out. And, um, I mean, they got everything from intros to outros to YouTube to whatever you want to do, and you can just throw your logo into it. And I think it is $9 a video or $39 a month. You probably get a discount if you do it yearly, but um, that they have just a ton of just a ton of stuff just marketing stuff where you can just you know just put in your information and it is everything's done on on the uh the website and you just download the final product is that is that something that um you're thinking about something like that thank you yeah because yeah. like i said there, there was story blocks they have an after effects that you pay extra for mm -hmm. but the problem is like i said i've, I've finished the video and then spend a day and a half trying to get figure out the graphic, and it, it's just a waste of my time. I buy a ton of plugins. I, what are you editing with? What, what program are you editing? Premiere Pro. Okay, there's a ton of just a ton of just drag and drop um, intros, outros that you can buy from companies where it will just make it easy. I was a little nervous because you don't, you know how it is. You download something, they scam you, they take it from your credit card. Now it's nine hundred dollars, but the first month was nine cents. It, yeah. So I'm just <laughs> always a little leery. You know how that works out. You know, so I wasn't sure who's legit and who's, you know, just because you're at the top of Google doesn't mean you're legit. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so. Go for it, Tim. I know you want to jump in. 
Yeah, the other thing I was going to say, even like in um, in Vato Elements, there's a lot of the Premiere, what are they, the Mork files, Mork files, whatever the, however you say it, those are actually um, like simplified After Effects versions. So like we actually create them in After Effects and then convert them to be a simpler easier version that people can edit in Premiere. So I know that Envato Elements has it, and it's becoming a, a, a bigger thing because the way that Adobe just switched out how it kind of handles um, some of their graphics stuff. So it's really opening it up. Um, and to be honest, like we've been actually converting a lot of the, the stuff that maybe we do a little bit of custom work on. We've converted them into that because it's just easier. We can just streamline it where it's like, swap out this image or type your logo in here and you can literally just like change the colors and do that kind of stuff and there's only like maybe three or four boxes versus after effects where it's like this and that because after effects if you don't use it all the time you know and i use it a lot i still get confused yeah. in there so that's the other thing that i would kind of look at um, and see, and like I said, with Envato, you pretty much have unlimited downloads. So like if something's too complicated, I'll just go and try and find something else that's similar. Um, let me also show you one other thing with, with um, I use video hive a lot, right? And with video hive, you can buy, um, custom like graphics to use in, um, premiere pro. So like here is 1700 YouTube, just, you know, YouTube plugins. It's really loud, but um, but these are plug and play. Let me close that. Hold on. These are all plug and play items. Once you download and install these into your um, Premiere Pro, it's one of my favorite places where I go and I buy just a ton of stuff because they all have just a ton of stuff. Just look at this. Just all kind of writing messages and thousands of plug in 1800 video tra uh, transitions and everything for $49 and you can that's a great place where you can go and just find a ton of stuff that's that that you can install in your um in your premiere and you'll have them whenever you need to use them I mean look at all of these for some reason this is all these social media um lower thirds that you can use so instead of trying to recreate the wheel, you can go on there and just buy them by the boatload. Go for it, Ronnie. Yeah, just real quick. Um, another spot, too, I used to use. I don't use them anymore. But um, another spot that you can use that's cloud-based as well. Uh, if you're looking for uh, logo animations and a few other things, is videos.com. And it's spelled V-I-D-D-Y. O Z as in zebra e.com. And so they've been around for a few years and they've got some pretty cool stuff. Uh, they've got some things that look kind of like, you know, 3d, uh, they got your flat 2d, um, and then some other things on there as well. It is a monthly membership. Um, and there's, a, I think a few different tiers that you get access to their, like their master club or whatever it is. And you get access to their entire library that gets updated, um, as well so that you can check them out but like tim and ty said i was in that same boat to where like man i want to make this original i want to make sure that you know this is not like everybody else's stuff and that took away from the work it, it, the time and energy that i could have been spent doing what i needed to focus on that was put in here me trying to make sure like tim was saying you know this keyframe's off i need to make sure that i, I got this ease in looks right or this ease out looks right 
just use the templates because what I didn't realize, and this is coming from a graphic artist, is that a lot of people in the industry use templates. A lot of stuff that you see on TV is templates. You'll be surprised. Not- yeah, you'll be watching Discovery Channel and see a template you you scroll past or hear a song you scroll past on on a Elgato website. Like, yo, I know that song like yep. crazy. I, you know what's crazy? I'll give you an example. For my demo reel, the song I used, the Marines used it for a commercial. The Marines used it for I was like, man, this is some army stuff, man. Get your own stuff. But, you know, no disrespect to the my Marine guys out there. But I was like, come on. I was like, I knew it was a hit when I heard it, but they used it. Go for it, Mario. Um, yeah, just to jump on, on the same subject uh, as far as the motion graphics. And uh, just to see, because I use a, also a, a service that has helped me a lot. And <laughs> since you guys are mentioning all these other brands, um, that I never heard of, and I just want to see from Tim or from Utah, just a comparison, if you guys have used the same one that I have, that I'm using right now, to see if it's better, or for me just to stay within the same, because I use Motion Array, and with Motion Array, like, it's pretty much the same thing that we're, we're talking about, and it gives you, you know, uh, the royalty-free mu- royalty music, sound effects, uh, the lower thirds, different transitions, like, endless transitions, endless uh, titlings even like movies style intros um like have you guys have you tim or or anybody in the in, in the chat have you guys used motion array or or and if you have like what made you guys change to Embato or these other ones like have you guys used one of those i've motion array i've seen motion array i'm gonna be honest with you um the only difference, it, it, it's not really much of a difference. Like, everybody got their own set of artists. You just get different stuff at different places. Like, rarely would you find something one place that you'll find other places a lot. Like, unless it's a really big, like, I found a really big plugin that lets you do, um, like, stick people animation or, like, animation with people and everything. I found that plugin in multiple places. But usually those websites do a really good job at getting exclusive content. So they and they kind of they kind of want to do that. So you're not you know, you don't have a reason to get one, but you want to get three or four of them. You know, so it's kind of what's going on in the world of Netflix where people are trying to create original content. So they're not sharing the same movies. And you're like, well, why would I get Hulu when I got Netflix? But now it's like, man, I want to watch the show on Hulu. I want to watch the show on Netflix. I want this on Disney Plus. And you got five or six of them. So usually, you know, you're you're not going to find the same things in multiple places. They all want you to subscribe and you got to kind of pick through and see what fits what you're looking for the best. Like for me, I use Artlist for music because I felt like they're second to none. Like their their music is ridiculous. Like I got their music. It's, I got songs from their music that is that is on my Apple playlist like that. I haven't even used for a video because it's that dope. Especially when I came from video blocks and I was like, man, if you don't get this circus music out of here and I go to art art list and it feel like they got music that's charting like I, they got music that make you want to create videos to rock with that track. Like I got track saved. Like I'm going to shoot something for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that beat y'all hear that beat from art list. That, yeah, that, that's 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 hard. That, that beat from, from that beat is from Artlist. I've actually you know, looked for the original song. My man didn't you, do it. You no put justice. me on Artlist, and all of, up until that point, all I ever heard was the elevator, the music. Oh and, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. When I, you know, what I'm saying when you incorporate it's all, you know, and I'm like, nah, I can't do that, man. So when you put me on the Artlist, 
that was it. Because you get people singing, you get people rapping, yeah. you, know, you get lyrics. Yeah. You you can you can download the song and say, "Hey, I don't want the lyrics, or I just want just the just the chorus." Instrumental, or yeah, you can get the instrumental with just the chorus or just the ad libs. Like it's dope how you can do it. I got a question for you, cats. I got a real question because I I want to ask other video uh, video content creators if they have the same thing situation I do. You do a video, you you finish the edit, and then you go looking for the music. That's generally what I try to do is to find the right vibe to hit what I just said. And you're going through music, and it's it's late at night. Everyone's asleep. You're just going through music. You may even have your headphones on, and all of a sudden you hear something. And within the first verse, you get into the chorus, your spidey senses start going. You're like, yeah, that, that's it. That's the one right there. How many times it happened to you? <laughs> A, a lot. I, I got to the point, honestly, where I, I have to get music first. I'm going to tell you why. Because yeah, if I yeah. if I get something, if I edit something and it's dope, and then I get a track, and I lay it on top, and it's not with the beat, I'm like, oh, I got to go back and re-edit the whole thing to get it yeah. to pop with the beat. That's just me. Like, I, so I have to be, like, I have to get the beat first. If not, I'm going to have to re-edit everything, because it got to be... Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try on that one, too. My oh, go ahead, Mario. Go ahead, my bad. <laughs> what you say, no, I, I I gotta say I, I in 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 my personal experience, or like in my personal workflow, I you know when when I go and shoot, like I'm already you know I explain to the to the client how everything's gonna flow, you know. So like in my mind, the intro, everything's already it's already done in my head. It's already done, and I put it uh, into the into the cut into the client's mind as well. And then once I have the once I have you know, all the footage and I come back home and I put it on, on, on premiere, I go through the music first and then I start listening to, to the rhythm or, or, or depending on what type of, of video we're going to be doing. Um, I just go with that. I, I go with that type of, uh, of music. And then I, I cut, I, I cut on snares, you know, yep. and, and it's just to the beat of, to the beat of, of the, of, 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 of the music that's where i will do my cuts because it's just like how ty said if i edit first and then i put the music and it's not cutting where my ear feels like it's the tempo or or you know however you want to say the tempo the drum or the snare however you you, or or the bass however you feel like you're gonna cut it it's gonna be like well it doesn't make sense so you have to rearrange everything and so to me yeah i gotta go first with music and then cut based on however you feel the rhythm feels to you you know personally i i recorded music so i have a i have a good rhythm on on tempo and uh i go based on snares for me Uh, other people go based on bay on the bass other people go based on other things but personally i go put the music first and then put everything into that video i mean put the video based on the on 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 the music Well, well mario i'm usually cutting the trap music so i'm going off claps you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, and I've, the 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 projects that I've cringed releasing have been projects where clients is like, we'll edit it up, and they're like, we want to add this music now. Like, don't do anything. Just drop them. Like, like, all right, I'm gonna give it to you, but 
I want to go back and just tighten it up a little bit. They're like, no, it's perfect. I'm like, you don't have any rhythm. We need to get this right. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it's killing me. But I'm going to give it to you because you, you, you cut in the check. Go ahead, Ronnie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's just the cringeworthy. You did, it please, mess up my don't, inner soul. Don't let me change. Don't let me change. <laughs> uh, I'm, on the, I'm on a very, very similar boat, though, with Mario as well as Ty, is that I, I, I will film it. Like, knowing what the project is going to be, like, okay, cool, I have an idea of certain shots we want to get, you know, put that shot list together, that storyboard together, and then just the missus will already usually, if I haven't already done it, if I haven't done it, she'll be on the hunt already looking for just tracks that at least kind of capture the vibe, right? Once we actually have the content filmed and we're going through and viewing the content, that's when we'll go hard on trying to find out what music is going to work. Because, again, we will not edit because the first thing that's going to hit that timeline is going to be the beat. Yeah. That's it. Like, how long is the video going to be? Cool. Let me find the music that's going to be able to kind of fit that. And Because we use Epidemic Sound. So we get the chance as well to kind of download the stems or the full track itself, which once I came across that, that changed my game. Because we did a music video for somebody locally. And we... um I think they actually did get us the stems. As a matter of fact, they were able to get us the stems. And when we, they kind of, we did kind of like a, a cinematic deal to where we kind of had like, you know, a little narrative piece in the very beginning. And then that transitioned into the music video. And with that, it's like those stems, like, cause it's like, how are we going to transition from this point to kind of get into the song and being able to like, look, you know what? Just lay the track down. Right. And we'll worry about the first couple of minutes as far as that narrative piece. But get that transition and get that music and get that beat. They literally flipped their lid. Like, I don't know where the, you got, like, how did you do this? Like, that's why we needed this. That's why we needed the stems. And we've done that a few times on other projects as well. So, yeah, I, I concur. Get the beat, get the music. And then from there, boom, you'll do your edit. And, and you should be good at that point. One, one, other, okay. one other thing I want to throw in that real quick, because I, I, I'm telling you, man, I'll I send churches back with trap music. It'd be like, we don't know why we feeling it, but we, we feeling it. Um, if you go and it costs a little bit more money, but if you go on audio jungle and you buy sound packs, you can get the sound chopped up into loops. So if you have a 30 minute video and you don't want to have to splice and split, trying to line up the music, you can just drag and drop a bunch of loops that'll play until the, the video is done. They're a little bit more expensive. They're like 40 to $50 for a, a pack, but I love those because I'll reuse them later. And once I buy it, I'm going to use it on two or three clients and Again, if I got a long form video that's 30 minutes and I don't want to sit there and splice up, I can literally it'll give you 10 different loops for the same song. Here's the intro. Here's the, the main body. Here's the bridge. Here's the outro. Here's just drums only. Here is just baseline. And you can go and just layer it out on your timeline so that as the person's talking, you don't you know, you, you can create the mood of where the music is during that part of the video. Again, they're a little bit more expensive, $40, $50. However, that's something you can roll into the price. Um, you know, you, you I was going to ask you a question <laughs> because um, when I shoot real estate video, it's that's that's what you guys, the way you set it up with the music first and then you hit cut to the beat because I can cut to the beat on different rooms where yeah. I'm going. But when I'm doing the talking head video, the music really has to be like subdued, lowered in the background. So I don't know how much that comes into play with what, you know, if I'm having – somebody doing an interview and we're cutting to maybe 
maybe when they're cutting to a B-roll shot and then back. Yeah, of course. That, that makes sense. But I, I got, don't know how, what kind of video. I got two tricks for you on that. Two tricks for you that you can do. One is if you're buying the music pack, you can always go to a loop that is less instrument. So you can go to just maybe drums only while the, the talking head is doing it. The 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 tip that I'm going to give you that all my really great audio guys, what they're doing is, and this is something that you can run in any type of system you're in, and just let me get my jewel alert. I won't post it, but y'all can hear the jewel alert. Listen, if you put an EQ on the music and you put an EQ on the voice track that's talking and look at where the lines are and lower the section of the music that is competing with the voice. So let's say if your voice is peaking around 30 hertz, go in the music EQ and lower it in the area where it is competing with the voice. That way you will still have decent music and it won't compete with the voice. And the music in the it can still be to the point where you can hear it. Um, if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of tutorials that goes deeper into how to do it. But once you pull up your voice track and you can see, hey, his voice is peaking around 25, between 25 and 50 hertz, you know, it's in or decibels in that area or it really hurts, but not decibels. Cause that's, but when you see where the voice is playing, pull up the EQ on that audio track and lower it in the areas that the voice is prominent so that the voice can come through. Um, and, and like I said, that's just a simple trick that you can go into more detail on YouTube. There's a ton of tutorials because I used to try to listen to it and be like, well, should I have my voice at negative six and my music at 12? And, you know, it can be all over the place depending on, you know, what type of music it is. How does bass interfere with the voice? You know, if it's a higher pitch song, how does that interfere, interfere with the, you know, with the maybe I'm working with the female voice and her voice a little higher pitch. But if you look at both side by side and I'll literally get both EQs and stack them on top of each other and say, oh, OK, the voice is between five and 15. Let me pull down the EQ five and 15 in the music so it's not competing and you'll get much better um, voice audio over music. Yes. But that's a little that's a little uh, snippet uh, trick you can use. And no, no matter what you have, you you know, whatever you're editing in DaVinci Resolve, Final Cut Pro, Premiere, you should have a standard EQ um, plug in that will allow you to see and make adjustments. So definitely something um, you can use. There is a app. There's some plugins that I like to use. I have to pull them up, but they're they're little. They went to a. Um, they just went to a subscription base um, platform. I'll see if I can pull it up before we uh, before we finish talking. But there are some great things you can do um, as far as that are template based that you can buy and hold on and reuse. Um, that works perfectly. So I can find the name of this real quick. Um, but there's an app. There's a, a, a plugin I really love using for audio. Um, where is it? It is. Let me see if I can pull it up here. It's Era Five, E R A Five. I don't know if you guys heard of that, but uh, it's Era Five. They have um, it's the Era Five bundle. I'll post a link to the video. The Era bundle was already the blah 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 bundle. blah blah. Okay, I'll post that link. Um, and that's where you can you can watch a little bit more about that packet that that bundle and that bundle helps with a lot of video stuff dialogue clicks and noises getting echoes out 
you know, issues where you have the mic too far from the person. It helps with a lot of stuff, especially dialogue, especially noise, um, removing noise from dialogue. It's really good for that. And it'll help with editing. Um, I've been using it for about I've been using it since like era three. Um, so I've been on it for about two, three years. And back then you had to purchase the full price of like three hundred dollars. Now they're doing subscription. So um, it's super affordable. And once you use it, you're not going back. You, you'll you think your audio is cool until you start using it. Um, and it got a pretty light um, learning curve. Go for it, Tim. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's how I feel with um, Red Giant Studios. Yes. But I, we do a lot of like After Effects work and that kind of stuff. I really enjoy a lot of their stuff. They just got bought out by... Uh, oh, Maxim. Maxim, thank you. That was like the other company that does all the things. But yeah, I, I really enjoy them. They're a little on the pricey side, but I have had a really hard time getting rid of them because to me, I just really like... They're the way you can do color grading. And mm -hmm. to me, I think the biggest thing that we do a lot of and we offer um, as upsells is uh, touch-up work. They have a lot of really good um, stuff to help remove like wrinkles or blemishes or acne or any of that stuff that we need to. And we just upsell that. And pretty much nobody, it's very rare that somebody doesn't take that. So there is a plugin which would you say the name of one more time uh it's pretty much just the entire red giant suite mm -hmm. um they have a whole bunch of stuff now if you don't do a lot of after effects you probably won't need like trap code or there's a whole bunch of different stuff like they have particle engines and mm -hmm. all, so like so there's a lot of stuff that you may not need um but to me i i really enjoy their um their color correction so their magic bullet looks their uh colorista um and then they also have i can't think of the the name i i also really enjoy all of their trackers so they have like a, a planar tracker and then they have a spot clone tracker and we use that a lot to remove stuff so um, and the reason i like it is because their tracking software is actually faster than what after effects can render so it's way better than the standard trackers, but we do a lot of that stuff because I don't know how many times we've either shot something or a client has shot something and there's something distracting in the background or something that they're like, we can't have that back there and we have to go and clean it up. It just makes life way easier. <laughs> no. Like I said, it, it's, it's not cheap, but definitely I, I love it. Now, I'm going to tell you a workaround. If you want to get software that will help clean up the face, the cheapest route for the best software, in my opinion, is a paid version of DaVinci Resolve. The face tracker, the face cleanup tool in it is probably second to none. It is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but you got to go to you got to start w working with DaVinci Resolve um, to get it. It is it is phenomenal. Like it is ridiculous. Like I've spent a lot of time editing in one thing and then importing it to DaVinci Resolve just to use that. If you're on Final Cut Pro, there are some plugins um as you can see over here i got the whole well you guess you can't see it that much there are some plugins i'm trying to think of one there's one for fixing people's face because it's a really 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 good upsell not pro skin i gotta think of the name of it but it tracks the face and it allows you to um do everything from whiten teeth to whiten eyes to sharpen eyes um are you talking about pixel film studios tracker i believe it is it's the face 
Yeah, it's like their face tracker. They've got also a, a tracking bundle that's inc- that includes that. So they have a planar tracker, yes. the face tracker, just a redder auto tracker, and like two or three other ones. That's exactly but yeah, what that it one's is. one that cleans up. And then you can do like uh, like clown makeup and stuff you like can, that. Yeah, and they you have can like add different templates you can do. Yeah, I've seen I, that one too. We now, actually got that. It is. It takes a lot of processing power, so don't think you're gonna do it with your with your 95, yes. uh, you know, G4 Mac. It's gonna that mug gonna catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you, I'll be straight up with you. Uh, you gonna have to. I think know. if I turn on After Effects, my computer will blow up. Yeah, like it's just and people talking about 4K. Yeah, you go put 4K yeah. on that mug. Yo, I upgraded. <laughs> I upgraded my Mac myself to like 32 which is what max out on you know max is out on but i'm thinking before i start adding multiple um professional editing softwares to it i might want to go and get a new mac at 64. bro get that m1 get the mac mini the m1 mac mini for like 6.99 is a complete monster like i just bought a macbook pro last year and i maxed it out and it is it's running circle it's probably 50 percent faster than that and it's a six ninety nine Mac Mini. It is nasty. Yeah, the Mac just, Mini. With the well, new- just, build, just build your uh, just build a PC. I build all of ours, so we build all of our editing machines. So let's get ready to fight in uh, this corner. Tie with the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> it's a PC though, Tim. It's a PC, man. I, I can't do PC. Hey, I, can't do I mean, I, 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 I can edit raw 8K on this thing. Yeah, you know Shots my problem? Shots fired. I can do my problem. Every, every when I had a PC, because I stayed with PC. It was like Ford or Chevy. I stayed with PC, but every single year there was another virus or malware or something. I got so tired of buying new PCs, and I just said to myself, "People of Apple, what don't are you? Play. What are you? What are you looking at? He I got, don't ever have. He got Windows ninety five shots fired. Tim shots fired. He got Windows ninety five virus problem either, like at all. Malware, viruses. Yeah. Slow, yeah, didn't know what zone I was Blue, in. I was like, I'm tired of this. Man. Blue screen the only, the, the, the only the the big thing for me is. If something breaks in it, I can run out and I can buy those parts and get them put in my computer today. See, that's the thing with Max. Nothing ever breaks. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when I was in, when I was in film school, the, the, the last year that I was in film school, they got rid of all of their Macs and moved to PCs because they had they had a lot of problems. Granted, they probably didn't do what they needed to do but i mean max i mean i have no problem either way to me i just i actually enjoy doing the builds doing that kind of stuff um but yeah i i totally get it like if you're not a pc person and you don't like that go with a mac way less stuff I used to be a PC guy. I'm not gonna lie I used to be a diehard like micro center just piecing it together PC guy and i just i, I once once you go mac you don't go back <laughs> It's just hard, bro. I mean, it's just, it's just hard. Like I just, I don't want to sound like, because I used to be so anti, like Apple cult. Like you guys are standing outside, and, but I just can't do it. Like my my Mac is just, and especially with the new M1 processors, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. If you got a Mac and you want to upgrade, go grab you that six hundred and fifty dollar um, Mac Mini with the M1 processor in it. Connect your monitor up to it and watch it. It blow the socks off. Like you're gonna be like, "Wow, it's crazy." GMO, go for yeah. it, bro. Oh my, my bad. What'd you say, Tim? No, I was just gonna say. Granted, we dumped like two grand into our main editing 
machine. So just just for a, a little bit of reference there. So yes, you don't have to do that. Fourteen hundred dollar difference. Shots fired. <laughs> tax write offs. Tax write offs. Go for it. On that one, Tim. Good rebuttal. I forgot. You guys will laugh. I got a Mac so old, man. This thing. It's like you got to wind it up on the side, but it still works. It's, okay. it's like 2013, and this thing is still rocking. I don't want to do anything with it. I don't want to throw it out because it's still a working, functional computer. I just don't use it for anything. Oh, yo, he's pulling it out now. What are you doing with that artifact? <laughs> Smithsonian. <laughs> nah, I want to go back. We can go back, but let me show that bad boy. Show that artifact, man. Look at that right there with the DVD player on that bad. Let me show it one more time on the big screen. Hold on, let me show it one more time. Like this is, you know what I'm saying? That's a classic. Oh man, I remember that back in elementary school. Thirteen, 13 inch screen. That's portable too, baby. That's portable. Back in the day, had the handle on the top. My bad. Go for it, GM. I know you had a question. <laughs> Nah, I was just saying that I have a I have a Mac Mini as well, but I bought the one without the M1 because I bought it uh, before it came out. So, I mean, I was going to ask you, like, I have, I upgraded the RAM. I, I bought, like, um, two sticks for, like, 32, uh, 32 um, gigabytes of RAM because I mainly do, like, pictures and, like, photo editing, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to start getting into more, like, video editing. But, um... What do you think is the biggest difference between, like, as far as, like, the N1 and video editing and then just uh, the regular uh, Mac Mini with when, with an upgraded RAM for video editing? Um, The M1 is uh, it's because it's Apple's, their version of a processor and not it's not held back by Intel. It's so much more efficient. It's, it's, it's night and day. It's a night and day difference, bro. It is a night and day difference what they're doing with the M1. The M1 is just setting them apart from everybody. Um, and it's just running circles around everything, especially for that price. You just can't beat it. Look up, look up M1 um, Mac Mini on YouTube and look at how people are using it. They're editing 8K footage and doing all kind of just crazy stuff with this little bitty $600 machine. It's absolutely crazy. Should I, should I sell my, um, my Mac Mini I have now and just get the M1 before upgrading the RAM? Yep. I'll be real with you. Yeah. Yep. Make make it your media center or make it a server. That's how do you do that? You can either you can make, make it a, a you, can, you can make it a server. I mean, you can connect multiple. Like if you got a lot of external drives sitting around, you can connect multiple. Yeah. You can, I mean, there's other uses for it. You don't have to. You know what I mean? You can you can either do that or make it a media center. I have a whole Plex server that I run off. Uh, I used to run it off my Mac Mini, and then I moved over to an actual tax server. But tax all kind tax of tax write offs. You're right. You're right. I can connect this Mac Mini to my my current Mac, and it's like external, kind of like an external drive, and then just open it up and just run it like its own computer. Yeah, you can share everything on any other Mac and pull files off of it all day. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Real quick, Creative Reflections. Good looking out on the super Might chat. Have to look into that. Uh, for all the gems dropped tonight, videos, drag and drop, motion logo platform. There you go. Like go another one. Y'all gonna have to. Y'all gonna have a whole lot of shopping to do this weekend to figure out. Who, <laughs> they about to. They about to nine ninety nine y'all a month to death. Boy, y'all about to have four hundred dollars coming out of y'all account. <laughs> Yo, I'll be like, man, I, me. I still that's got HP. That's I, mean. I don't know if it happened to you, Ty, but I got hit at the end of the year for some kind of subscription I had, and I got you know you get you're like, yeah yeah I'll do it get nine nine ninety nine. 
Next thing you know, it was like three hundred and fifty dollars out of your account. I'm like, what happened? I, mean, I call, remember. I remember even ordering it. I'll be calling so, my bank. Like I don't know nothing about this bank. That, I know nothing about that, it. That is called the the uh, the shiny syndrome, you know. And it's like, what is it that it? You know, it's because you as well personally. That's all I see, like in my feed when I'm scrolling through my through the book or Instagram, and you know, based on what I'm searching or what I'm doing, like you just see like, oh, buy this, or like we got these templates, or we got this. And, and it's like, at one point I was like, oh, I could use that or I could use this or I could use that. And I came to, it's pretty much like it's the shiny object syndrome. And I, and it's like, you at one point, you have to realize how is this like, um, you know, whatever I'm buying, how is this product going to make my, my business more efficient and more profitable? And, you know, am I, and how often am I going to use it? And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I'm only done down to just a few things that I pay on a monthly subscription. And, you know, whenever I see those things, it's like, I'm, you know, I don't even see them no more because it's just like, it's just like Coca-Cola throwing you commercials at your face every time, you know, or like Domino's or whatever. But it's just to us as creators, you, I'm going to see those every day. And I'm pretty sure some of you guys could relate to that. But it's just like... I got to think about what is this price? Is, is this product going to make my, my, my workflow a lot faster and is it going to be profitable or how, or how is this going to be helpful for the clients? So it's like that shiny object syndrome. You, you got to check it. You got to check it. It's the same as gear. Go. Uh, or I think uh, Rodney was waiting a little longer. We'll get to you in one second, Tim. Yeah. Just real, real quick, touching base on the whole M1 situation. Um, just take a few notes on this. Well, who was it asked? Was it GMO or was it CSM that was asking about it? GMO? CSM. Oh, both. Okay. Yeah. Um, so both really. Do a search for Ripple Training. Two separate words Ripple Training M1 versus MacBook Pro, or just do Ripple Training M1. Uh, the two guys that run that company, uh, Mark Spencer and Steve Martin, uh, they are like, Final Cut Pro certified, Apple Motion certified, uh, DaVinci Resolve certified. I mean, they, they've been in the game for a long, long minute. Mark Spencer is the guy that did a comparison with the M1 to, I believe, a MacBook Pro that was pretty much decked out, ran circles. Yeah. Like, circles. we're talking work, running with Final Cut Pro. I think there was 4K footage that was, that was involved in that demo as well. Just yeah, because no, no they're literally my running Mac. it against last year's maxed out MacBook Pro. There are people yes. who are selling their Mac Pro, their big eight thousand dollar Mac Pro, to come to a Mac Mini because the A1 chip is running circles. Around. We're talking like Xeon chips, dude. Like it is like it's fifty percent faster. It's fifty percent faster than the maxed out MacBook Pro from last you year. Say, you almost save me four thousand dollars because now I'm starting to get some some clients coming in and I don't want to have my computer like this is seven years old, my Mac, iMac. And I was looking at the uh, replacement and for what I want, it's $4,500. Yeah. I got, <laughs> I'm, I'm on an M1 machine right now. Actually, I got it up under the desk. Mm. Worst case scenario, dude, you, you invest what? Six, $700. Shout out to Tim here. That's going to talk about this being a tax write off. Shout out to Tim, <laughs> right? The worst you lose is a few hundred dollars in the grand scheme of things. And if you want to upgrade beyond that, then so be it. But I would, I, I would almost like bet that the efficiency that you'll gain from getting that new machine, right? If you are more efficient and can turn out projects faster, you can probably make more money if you're able to kind of complete more jobs. 
So one thing I want to make upgrade past that to whatever they're going to be doing now. I mean, then so be it. One one asterisk that I want to put out there. Tim's like, I'll just throw in a graphic card on my 10 year old PC and run circles. No, I'm joking with you. <laughs> um, one little asterisk. He was thinking, he's he like, oh, I'm just, I can go to Micro Center and come back in, a, in an hour and smoke you got. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you won't even know I'm gone. Right? <laughs> one, little, one little asterisk and star that I want to make sure I put out there is when you're switching from an Intel base Mac to a M1 Mac, that software has to be updated to run on that new processor everything that's designed for that intel will not make it over so i lost a lot of plugins that that have not been updated yet if you get them off the black market you may have to go back and get them off the black market again not saying i uh you know i condone that because i don't uh you know what i'm saying so you know the views and opinions shared on this youtube live there you go <laughs> so you just gotta be mindful of that all software is not compatible yet most of it is 95 percent of it is but if you got something that you love that's your favorite thing that you kept from 1987 you may have a problem with it other than that i fully love my m1 mac um i bought a macbook pro last year uh, and then i don't even i don't the m1 mm. mac is, is is just a beast absolutely mm. Right, uh, right now, uh, if you go on the Apple on the Apple uh, website, they use they sell refurbished Mac Minis, and they're selling one right now for five eighty nine with a eight core GPU M one chip. Um, Amazon have deals have them on sale a lot too. Yeah, so it's like pretty cheap right now for eight five five eighty nine. Yeah, they're... and I think the eight core is the one that's um the higher one, right? Um, they got a, a six. A six core, maybe. I think so. You can get them at eight. Like this. Well, you know what's crazy is people who first bought them to do the test. They were doing it with eight gigabytes of of RAM. They didn't even get to sixteen. They were doing it on eight gigabytes and just running circles around stuff. So just look on YouTube. You'll see a lot of people that are like, Psh, "I'm selling my this to go buy that." Until we until we get more um, pro products using the M1 or M2 or M1X chip from from uh from apple which they're probably going to announce well now the new ipad comes with an m1 chip so it's probably going to have the ability yeah. to run pro apps um after wwdc and um they're going to probably announce the new macbook pros which will have m1 or m1x so they're going to take all your money this year so i got a question for you I, i'm Go running um <clears throat> an uh, 3.5 intel core i5 so if I go to order that, if I go to order this, this I don't want to blow up my computer. I'm getting the Intel graphics memory, or I'm getting the Apple integrated memory. Um, with it, I think it comes with. Um, I think when you order the M1, it's no Intel. It's all Apple. It's yes, no. It's, they're getting away it's from all, all. It's all Apple Silicon Cloud. Yeah, they're getting away from uh, all Intel chips. It's basically what's called system on a chip on uh, your yep. sock. So the the. Part of the issue that Apple had, without getting too deep into this, part of the issue that Apple had that they claim is that what they were trying to be nice about this when they said certain things at, uh, at their releases, at their shows, was that Intel just wasn't putting out the chips quick enough. And they're trying to progress like, look, we got you know new this, we got new that coming out, and Intel just wasn't holding up. Or they weren't able to be, uh, be able to manufacture, I think, a wafer with a process that, that was like small enough, right? Because we're talking going from like 20 nanometers down to 14, down to 10, down to four, 
you know, and the, obviously the smaller the, the the smaller the wafer, the more transistors we can put on there, the more operations that can take place, right? So they said basically, screw it, we're just going to make our own. And now with the system on a chip, all that architecture, based, I think, and Tim, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it's similar to what they were doing already, like on the iPad. Like everything yes. was just on one processor, right? Yep. So your RAM, your actual cores, all that stuff was unified right there on one chip. And it just made everything run smooth and nice and everything was already in-house. So now without having to worry about Intel and all their shenanigans or whatever's going on there, they're like, we'll just basically just do this here. And so they're talking about either either there are the cores in the, the RAM that's available is there, but either like kind of shut off or they'll be able to add more on there. I can't remember what was said, but I think the, the Mac that you were looking at has got eight gigs of RAM. Uh, it's a eight core unified or 16 core unified. So you've got eight, uh, eight cores on there uh, for the processor for like your, your normal, like what would normally be an Intel processor. And then eight cores for your graphics. Let me. So you'll you'll be fine, dude. With that one, I mean, you'll be fine if you go that route, or if you wait and they come up with something even better by the end of the year, it's just going to be a beast. Let me let me just touch on um, two things. Let me touch on Sean's question because I appreciate your super chat. Um, will Adobe Suite work on Mac Mini? Yes, they got all pro pro applications to work immediately. And if you have a monitor, it will work with it. If you don't have a monitor, you'll have to buy one. A keyboard and mouse as well it's just a system um but let me talk about just real quick as to why i like apple you know what i'm saying it's just um at, unlike with one of the biggest issues i had with windows when i was a heavy window user was dealing with multiple parts made by multiple manufacturers trying to get them to work together because apple control everything they they only got a handful of graphic cards, a handful of this, a handful of that. The efficiency is so much greater because they design software to specifically work with these eight different graphic cards. That's it. And it allows you to maximize how much you can use these compared to Windows that's trying to create an operating system that work with 13,000 different graphic cards. That's, that's why I have... I, because of that, I have had less issues with Mac. That's just my Mac reason as to why I like, you know, working with Macs. People who work with PC like the freedom of having different parts and having the ability to go get a graphic card that more suits their need instead of having only eight to choose from. So, you know, it's it's kind of to each his own. But, you know, for me, um, I remember I had an Android phone and I, and it wasn't working. I It wouldn't. The phone app wouldn't pop up for some reason and I'm getting phone calls in this business and I take it in the store and they're like, well, I've, we know what your problem is. I'm like, what? You you used up half your memory. I'm like, aren't I supposed to use half my memory? Like you got to delete some stuff so you can answer some phone. I was like, bro, there is no way I'm going to keep a phone. And once I get to half my memory, it's unusable. Um, and meanwhile, I didn't had an iPhone where it was like, we have no, you got to delete these pictures, bro. You got to delete something. And it still was like super snappy and quick, but that's just my experience. You know, people choose different things that, that, that suit them better, different software, different platforms. But I am definitely a, a super like Mac guy through and through. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be the black sheep. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have at least yeah we gotta have at least at least one i'm sure it's another one yeah, you guy. gotta have a ford versus chevy thing yeah. going at some point 
there's some Windows guys that's not on the video. It's like, oh, I want to tell him why I like Windows. There's some guys that's probably like, look, people popping in. Hold up. Wait, it's frozen. I'm going to put him on frozen. Are, are you a Windows guy or are you a Mac guy? I'm a Windows. I like PC. All right. Well, we thank go. you for coming out tonight. Uh, we want to go straight to. No, I'm joking. You're a PC guy, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, do you got any look Tim like backup? He liked the Avengers when the circle started appearing in the sky and people started like <laughs> in game where everybody started showing up. He looking like Captain America down there right now. Um, everybody's Mac. Everybody in here is Mac users. You know, we some Macs. You know, it is what it is. Right. You know, we all, you know. <laughs> Oh, some man. of us are, are some of us are, are bilingual, so I don't want to hate on nobody. Uh, some of us, you know, we were just, you know, is there a particular reason why you you know? It's um one I like building the computers, and two it just habits. You sound like Tim. Okay, y'all just like building stuff. Okay, yeah. here's here's a shot in the dark here for anybody. See, I, I don't know how it would work with M1 and with Big Sur. Uh, take a look online. There are a lot of like really awesome groups that can show you how to do this but just build a mac you you can well that's going in after intel support it's going to be a wrap so hmm. you can build you can still do it now because the operating system still works off intel but after intel is gone that's another reason why they're trying to get away from intel yeah and and it worked for the longest minute look at all these windows guys popping up i ended up building what was it um the equivalent of a Mac Pro for like barely a thousand dollars. Wait, let me. And it worked like a beast. It worked like a beast until I did an update to I think was it ten fourteen or ten thirteen, and then the graphics card wouldn't work, and that's because uh, Mac, Mac, Apple was like, we, we we don't work with Nvidia anymore. Sorry, bye bye. And I was like, crap, now I got to buy a Mac. So, just caution, word to the wise. You do that, they probably not going to support your device. You're going to be on your own. So I'm just telling you, proceed with caution if you decide to go that route. But I've built PCs, I've built Macs. I'm good either way. But uh, the views and opinions expressed by this person here are not endorsed by anybody other. Uh, actually, I'm, I don't support them either. So um, here, here at Flash Film Academy, we do not support Hackintoshes at all. We love Apple products. Please send us anything you have for free, and we will talk about it on at least 10 of our videos per month. Please. Michael, are you a Mac or a PC guy? Just real quick, I want to know. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm just here for my Tim and Frozen guys. P- P- PC on the way. Okay. Well, thank you. I told you. Look, I told you they're coming through like like the Avengers Endgame. People just bloop, bloop, bloop. PC, PC. I bet you it's a lot. Uh, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I got to go right now. I just came in just <laughs> shout. <laughs> See, that's Ooh. what I'm talking about. You, you call up the troops to like bring them in, sign up. Look, it's people still trying to get in. Guest room full. Whoever tried to get in, come on, try one more time. I'm telling you, it's like the Avengers Endgame. They just coming out the sky like PC, PC. It's all good. It's okay. It's, it's cool. We got to, you know, I ain't going to be mad at you. However you get your bread, it's how you get your bread. But one day. When you walking in the mall, you see that Apple store, it's that long line. Just go in there and just 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 go look at a few screens. Try to make it out of there alive. Go Why do you prefer it though? Is like it's something about it that you prefer? Oh man, I love Mac. I love everything about Mac. The boxes are even better. The boxes they come in are better than <laughs> Is it a habit thing? Like, is it something you always been using, or mm-hmm. you just fall back? That's what you. I was super PC, bro. I used to. My first job was selling PCs. My first job ever was at Office mm-hmm. Max selling compact Passarios and 
you know, Packard Bells and all of that. I, I go back to that. I was selling them. Some of y'all are like, what? Back before Compa- yeah. HP bought Compact, when it was all separate. I was selling. When they when they used to, they had a thing. I remember it was a top secret Best Buy. When you sign up for four years of like AOL, we're going to give you a free computer or take $200 off your, back in the day, they used to do that. I was, I was on the internet when they charged you by the hour. Yeah. So me too. that was, you, you know, I used to sell ThinkPads, IBM ThinkPads. Oh yeah. Yeah. Materials, and I was a PC guy my whole, but honestly, I didn't, I, I never thought I'd ever switch the other side. I never did. I was my Palm Poly. Every time you got off the new Windows, there was new crashes, and there was, and you had to keep getting these upgrades on these bugs, and these fixes, and then obviously the malware. And I just said, you know what? People who have Macs don't complain. I don't hear them. They're complaining. I want to find out. Let me find out. I went and bought one. I spent twenty five hundred dollars on a new Mac laptop that I got thirteen. That thing's still rocking, man. I don't use it for what I'm doing here. But uh, it's just it's it's like it's indestructible. <laughs> it's like and the software, the operating system upgrades. Even if you have a ten-year-old Mac, you can still run the new operating system on it. Facts. And versus PC, every year is Windows ten, Windows twenty, Windows twenty-five, Windows and you know Windows two point two twenty. I was like, yeah, I can't do this, man. Windows that summer edition, me. the summer edition of Windows, the winter edition. Real quick before we go back to the main subject, Roger, are you Windows or Mac? Uh, I came on here because everybody was hopping on saying that they're on PC, so I had to come back with another Mac user. Okay, my guy. That's what I'm talking about. Avengers Assemble. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I just want to thank you. We're going to give you about two more seconds of big screen time just because of that. Represent. There we go. Wakanda Wakanda forever, Roger. That's right. Macconda forever. There you go. Okay. Macconda. Hit that that command button if you got one. Okay. There we go. Okay. If you don't got a command button, it's cool. You got a PC. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you got that Windows button. It's all good. All right. I just wanted to make sure, uh, you know, make sure it was good. <laughs> Somebody said, wait, they only updating Windows 10. Yeah, I know. It's it's yeah. OK, it's bad. Um, but back to the main subject when it comes to marketing, you know, if you got, you know, a smooth machine that allow you to up, you know, upload videos, you know, straight to YouTube. That's definitely what you want to do when it comes to marketing with your client. Anybody any that, the question I got for you guys that are here in the room. Um, have any of you done any YouTube for a current client yet? I know Tim have. Tim do it for on a you know a daily. GMR. I had a client that that um he told me that when I first started talking to him, he told me that he wanted to do um like face not Facebook, I'm sorry, like YouTube videos, put videos on YouTube and stuff, but um we haven't gotten to that yet. But I mean now that the subject is that I've been just kind of listening in and trying to get more information on that and and probably depending on what they're what they're selling if they have a really young client base you, you can start looking at tiktok and you know places like that but it just depends on you know where they are everybody's still coming to, to youtube like netflix netflix biggest competitor is not disney plus it's youtube nobody can upload as much content as youtube period and that is just something that other companies it's just that's the part that they can't keep up with. They're spending what I think Netflix spend more money on movies than like the movie industry combined and can't keep up with YouTube. Go for it, Tim. Well, and that's why um, Amazon bought Twitch because Amazon's trying to get a foothold on YouTube 
is what they're trying to do. And that's why Amazon owns Twitch now. So obviously I don't think that that's going to happen because Twitch is a completely different style of platform. But yeah, YouTube, you know, there's all, just so many things that you can do and, and utilize and, and realistically, you know, once you have a video, it can keep working for you time and time again. You know, that's one of the other things that I know that we sell clients on, you know, even if they don't want public facing videos or any of that stuff, I'm like, we make it unlisted. We can do whatever. But, you know, why don't we just take your top sales rep and have them do the sales pitch and you can send that video to clients before they ever get on a call, before they ever do any of that stuff. And they already know why they need to buy. Now you have a salesperson that works for you 24 hours a day that you only paid for maybe once. Um, another great thing is if you're in real estate, create intro videos for real estate agents. Go there, sell a package for the whole crew and create those videos and upload them. And even if realtors come behind you and film a house with their phone and they upload it to that same page. Um, it, you know, it's that it helps a lot. So sell package it with anybody that has video that needs needs to reach the masses. If it answers a question, try to push that idea into um, the video. Cause again, that's something you'll be sitting in a room with somebody and they're like, you know what? I never thought of that. And boom, you got them. Cause all the other guys never thought of ways of marketing their video. They just talking about how we're going to shoot it. Okay. That's great that we shot a video, but let's get it in front of people. That's looking for what you have to offer. Go for it, GMO. So, um, um, let's say for restaurant, cause I worked with restaurants and food trucks. Let's say you wanted to do like YouTube, YouTube videos. Would you do like videos on how, or pretty much just describing their plates and getting like their clients a little bit more familiar with what the plate has, like ingredients and all that stuff, or you think that would be a good idea? Um, I think any video that answers a question is a good video. As long as it answers, cause people were going to YouTube asking questions. And if you can answer a question, it's absolutely yeah. perfect. Go for it, Tim. Yeah, I mean, honestly, what I would do is take, you know, see what are their top meals? Like, what are the, the top things that people buy? Um, and then I would even just ask, like, what are the things that have the best profit margins that people don't buy enough of? And create videos around that. Because one, food I don't care where you are, who you are, just watching people assemble and put food together that looks really good is difficult not to watch. So what I would do is I would do some signature dishes and then take all of that, do a compilation video and have that video that ranks for like if they're a food truck, I would look at like, you know, best food truck Dallas and try and get that video ranked for that and have a compilation of all of those videos that you've done. And that's really the one that they use to help promote themselves. They can put it, one is, I'm always shocked how many food trucks don't have websites, but if they do, <laughs> they should put it on there. They should have that kind of stuff because like I said, it, it becomes just difficult that if somebody sees that, it, you're just like, man, I need to go and get that stuff. Where are they? Canada, are they available now? And like I said, that's what I would really do because if you can find, especially the products or the uh, the meals that have better profit margins that aren't being sold enough and you can showcase those and people start buying those more, 
they're going to love you because that's where they're making the majority of their profit. Um, and that's really the big thing is like with restaurants, profit margins are so thin as it is. So if you can help them make more money on the, the items that have higher profit margins, they're going to want to keep doing work with you more. Let me, and you'll, you'll notice that a lot with a lot of higher end restaurants or just fast food chains. When you go into them, they're starting to have screens behind them. That's showing the food. It ain't just reading text no more. It's screens that's upgrading you from a cheeseburger to a quarter pounder. So we're initially doing the same thing on YouTube. Tim, let me ask you one quick question. And we're going to go back to you, GMO. Um, when it comes to, I don't know if you know off the top of your head or not, but when it comes to backlinking, if you can create a video that does really well and it has links that point back to your website, does that help your video? Let's say your video ranks really well for Dallas area food trucks. Would that help, um, you know, increase the rank on your website if there's backlinks pointing to it? Um, it will a little bit. Um, the thing that I really honestly recommend a lot is one is like, and it, there's kind of a little bit of, it, it really depends. So yes, it will help in some of the rankings. Um, but realistically, the big thing is, is actually, if you have the video on your website, that's going to help if you have that kind of stuff. But to me, honestly, the thing that's going to probably drive the most conversions is think about when you create a video. And this is why if you do the subscription model, think about how do you create an offer, right? Like if it's a restaurant, maybe one month, they have a, a special offer that's like, you know, buy one, get one entree half price. I don't know, right? If that's what it is, create that as a video and have that as one of the things that you try and get ranked, you try and have that and have that offer <laughs> And literally in the video, tell them like, if you would like to grab this offer, look at the link in the description below, and then that's going to drive way more traffic. And the more traffic you can send through that link and going in either direction, that's going to help. And, and ultimately like, right. You, the whole thing is if you can track that link or you have like a special code or something that they can do that you know is specifically for that video, then you can go and ask them like, hey, you know, whenever people use this code, how many people use that code? And they're like, oh, we had, you know, 50 new customers this month. Now you know exactly how well that video did. And now you can actually show them and they have more concrete proof that that video actually did something and they're more likely to keep hiring you to do different promotions. And that's really the, the big thing um, to kind of that I like to obviously think of, obviously we're in marketing and advertising. So that's just how my brain works. But if you can do that, that's going to drive probably the most results, but yeah, it, it will help a little bit in backlinking, um, and, and that kind of stuff. But honestly, I think that that's, that's what I would focus on because sometimes SEO for websites and stuff just takes a bit of time. And that's why SEO can be, um, sometimes harder to sell because it's like pay us for six months and then maybe you might see the result that you want. But if I can create a video that has a direct call to action in it and people are clicking on it and people are going in with that thing, that's a lot easier for a business to understand why they really need you.
Um, one other thing, if you're not in food and you're thinking about, well, what can I do? How, what can I offer my client? Right. Ask them what are the biggest objections people use not to do business with them. Then have someone who has done business with them create the testimonial that directly addresses that. So, for example, people don't buy from me because I'm too expensive. Well, I'm going to have a testimonial from one of my clients who was saying things like, you know what? We really wanted to get a trailer, but we thought it was too expensive. However, this trailer company offered financing. Then I would upload that video to answer that question. So that video will be, you know, what are people doing if they can't afford trailers or, you know, what if I want a trailer and it's too expensive? Then we will answer that question using that testimonial with a strong call to action that will link them back to the client. So when people search for that, because they have that question, we've all, all already overcome that objection and they're ready to buy. So those are ways that you can position it for your client. That is, it's just like creating crack, man. They'll be back. They'll smoke that up and come right on back and be standing by the window with another balled up $20 bill. So, uh, GM, I know you had a question. I mean, I didn't mean to keep you waiting. Go for it, bro. No, it was just more like a, just something that I was going to say. Cause, um, cause I know nowadays with, um, with like restaurants, they're doing more digital boards and, uh, I'm working on creating a, um, a digital menu for my client and we're doing pictures like it's a, like a minute long animated menu that's just going to be switching in and out which i thought was pretty cool and i, I remember one of the lives you said that like uh, a good thing would be just like videos of the actual food just like with like some effects of like smoky and stuff like on on that menu mm-hmm. and um i think that i think that was kind of cool so kind of got inspired off of that um, but yeah, I, I, that works really great, honestly. And I think it's, I see it at McDonald's and, and Burger King all the time, even Dunkin' Donuts too. Everybody's doing it. And the way they do it, it's insane, man. Like they just like, they just switch in and out and all these like graphics. And I'm just like, I'm just like, damn, but it's just good ideas that I can use and implement into my business and, you know, kind of like upsell my clients on that. So, uh, it's, I think it was kind of cool. I've seen videos where burgers like fall together and like bounce on the bun and like, and what they yeah. do is I've seen videos where they'll get a burger and like smack it and then play it in reverse where the burger is just like coming together on the plate. Like they'll do all kind of crazy stuff and it'll, and it'll just, it'll be dope just the way they do it. And they shoot everything like vertical cause they're, you know, the TVs are usually vertical. It's just, it's dope. It's, it's super dope what they're doing. Frozen is on you, bro. Yeah, so I'm going. I'm going back to what you were mentioning. <clears throat> pardon me. Like a couple of weeks ago, you were saying how you were having 500, vi- like around 500 visitors a month on your on your website, but you weren't converting them. And it wasn't until you did the web design and SEO that you were that you could convert. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So I got my SEO done around mid October by the same guy on uh, on Fiverr. But I haven't even gotten a fraction of 500. So I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. Like a monthly, I might, on a decent month, I might get 40. Like so two, let like, me, let me ask you two questions because I want to make sure I separate the, the SEO portion from it because SEO is going to help you get traffic. Um, what helped me convert that traffic was having a website that flowed correctly, that had the right copy. There were different things in place once I got people to the website. 
Getting them to the website is just one problem. It was, was just—it's just the first portion of it. Uh, it's the equivalent of taking your boat. You going out to the lake? Okay, I got. I, it's fish below me. I know I'm on water. I know this is a place where you can catch fish. Having the website is what you put on the hook, and and the reel to get them up. So you could be in a place where there's a lot of traffic. They may not be interested in your bait. The issue, you, you got to kind of look at where the issue is. If it's getting people to your website initially, if you're saying, hey, I got 500 people on my website, but nobody's calling it. Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying I'm not getting nobody to the website? Nobody. So I'm not. So there must be something I'm doing wrong. Then. It may not necessarily be something you're doing wrong. It could be that it could be an issue with keywords. It could be an issue with copy. It could be an issue with. Um, not using the right phrases to go after your target audience. So there are some things that, you know, that can cause people not to, I'm not going to say be interested in it, but in the website, if you don't know about it, you just don't go to it. It's not like having a storefront where even if you got a store called, you know, Splackies, you may be like, well, let's stop and see what Splackies sell with a website. You just, you just don't know about it. So there are some things and I'm sure Tim can probably even jump on it. There are some things that needs to take place to get in front of your target audience. And there's things that you can do better. Um, that includes SEO and more. I mean, the, the, the quick fix is pay-per-click is creating an ad campaign and paying for it and paying people to come to your website. However, you could be throwing money out the window. If you're saying you're getting 40 people a month, are you getting phone calls off that 40? No. So so you could be throwing money out well, the I window mean, to get people there. Pardon me for interrupting. It's from no, a different could. avenue. So it's not. It, so when I do talk to, to prospects, it's not from the website. It'll be from Facebook or LinkedIn. So they're not contact. They're not contacting me through the through the website. It's through different avenues. So I mean, when you look at your analytics on your website, are, is it showing that people are coming to your website? Okay, this is is muted. I can't hear you. Oh, pardon me. Yeah, yeah. So it'll show people are coming. It'll show like a, a few from Google randomly, a few from from Facebook, and sometimes a lot of them aren't even in Houston. I have people like Bangladesh. Turkey, like all type of crazy shit. So I'm like, so I don't know if maybe the it has to be something I'm doing. So I, I mean, I don't want to blame the SEO dude. So because you know I, mean? I know Tim's, he's ready to jump in. He's like, man, he's like, tag me in, bro. So <laughs> I'm gonna say this 30 seconds, and I'm gonna let Tim just, I'm gonna let Tim just go buck wild on you. I'm just gonna let him off the leash. Um, <laughs> so it sounds like there's a lot going on with the site that's not that's not designed for that type of audience it's kind of all over the place but let me let me uh let me let my dog loose real quick let me let him have a big screen because he over there he ready yeah so really uh the big thing is is i would do you know what keywords specifically that you're ranking for no or that no so that's what i would really start with because one is a lot of the times like right like the seo guy or whoever can only do kind of what you tell them to a degree, right? Like if, if you don't know what keywords you want to rank for any of that stuff, like they'll try to, to figure it out, but that that's, you know, whatever that doesn't work as well. The other big thing is you may just not be on enough, um, citation type websites, essentially meaning things like, um, if there's chamber of commerce in your area, you can potentially, um, join as a member and have your website linked on there and that because normally those websites have more traffic they have a lot more authority 
than your website does. And since they're linking back to you, that's going to help. Essentially, it's backlinking and that kind of stuff. But the same thing, like even um, Thumbtack, right? Like even if you just create an account on Thumbtack and even if you don't really spend, like that's not how you're going to want to try and get clients. But just because Thumbtack has your website on there, Thumbtack is way more um, an authority website than you are, right? Yelp, uh, Google My Business, like all of these big places that people are using all the time. If you can create your accounts, you can have your stuff on there. Um, it's just going to help kind of boost up your <laughs> um, rankings in that sense. Um, and then the other thing is like, I can't, like, I don't know what your website necessarily looks like. So I couldn't tell you exactly like, is it the copy? Is it, you know, what is it? Um, and then like you were saying, you have a bunch of people from all kinds of different places that are in your area. Normally, if you have a high level of people from like Bangladesh or Russia or whatever, they're people trying to hack into your account is essentially what it is. That's that's normally what that tells me. And that's normal, unfortunately. <laughs> you just want to make sure that your account is really secure. Because um, the last thing that you want is, is any of that stuff. So if you can set up like two-factor notification, all that kind of stuff, do everything that you can. Um, but yeah, that's really like the big thing is you really want to make sure you know what kind of keywords to go after. Um, and the best way to kind of do that is I use a tool. Um, it's called Keywords Everywhere. I mm -hmm. think it's paid now. Yeah, it's definitely paid. Essentially, you just <laughs> you just buy like a, a chunk of credits, but it's a Chrome extension. And anytime you go to Google and type something in under the search bar, um, and even in YouTube, it'll actually tell you um, what the search volume is, as well as what the average uh, cost per click is for that keyword, which is nice because it, now you can go and you can see if you have um, maybe a keyword that has very, very small like cost per click, like if it's in the one to maybe two cent range, you may want to look at running a Google ad uh, pay-per-click because it's so cheap. Um, right. So those are just kind of some of those things. You can also use Google's keyword planner tool thing. That's free. Um, but the thing is, is sometimes if there is not enough um, searches per month, it'll just show as zero. So okay. I got a question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> just want to put that up there real quick. That boy. Good. Go for it. Go for it, bro. <laughs> Look at Rodney. Yeah. Who, who, who? All right. Oh, my bad. I'll go because I'll be winning for the minute. <laughs> so, uh, no, nah, so I've been, so I've been working business to business, but I realized that I was focusing on, I was targeting the growing business. So, um, I've been like pretty much, I mean, I had the course, I mean, got the course and just been kind of grinding, doing market research and hitting up, you know, who would be like my ideal client. So, my question is when it comes to beta clients, um, what, questions should you be asking them and what questions should you be avoiding if there are any so there's a list of questions if you're in a beta chapter there's a, a questionnaire yeah. there's a list of questions but the most important questions the most the things that you really want to get from that client is understanding what their needs are like what yeah you know what i'm saying i don't want to come and sell you something 
hoping you would like it. If I understand what you go through as a person, then I can create something that will help you. And it's a no brainer for you. I want it to be a no. I want it to be like selling gasoline to a person with a car. Like it should be a no brainer for them and not something and not like wax where they like, do I really want to wax my car? Maybe I can go without wax. I want it to be like gasoline. But if you, you know, if you've never owned a car, it's or you've never been in a position of owning a car. You, you, you would think that a person with a car needs wax or a car wash more than they need gasoline. But once you talk to them and you're able to develop that relationship to understand what they need, then you can create a product that directly services that. And then you can find out how much they're willing to spend for gas. Cause you know, now that I know you're willing to spend four dollars a gallon, I'm gonna make sure I sell you something or provide enough value to make it worth it. Um so yeah. and, and that's just I'm using that as an analogy, but um those are some of the questions you you those are some of the things you need to know. And that's why the friendship there is very important. Um, when it comes to working with somebody like that, because that you got to kind of get in their head a little bit to get that information. <coughs> you got to, you got to. Right, should, should you avoid questions about like you know after you warm them up during like the interview process or whatever? Should you avoid those questions asking them you know how much you make, uh, et cetera, et cetera? Don't avoid them. I mean, I, I ask what I mean when you do your research on your your target audience, you're gonna find out what the ballpark figure is. Yeah, but but you yeah. want to know. You know, it's uncomfortable questions to ask, but hey, what do a company like this normally do? Really, the question that I really want to know, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. And I know I say don't go in and ask somebody what their budget is, but trying to understand if they even have a budget set aside for marketing, because a lot of companies don't. A lot of small companies just they like we spend whatever we feel like we need to come out of pocket for at the time. They don't go into a year saying this is what I want to dedicate to marketing. That's all I need to know. I don't even need to know what because I know if you set some money aside, it's not going to be twenty dollars. It's going to be a significant chunk. And and I know you're open to spending money on marketing. If you go into the year setting money aside, you may triple it. But you're open to it compared to somebody that's like, oh, I never thought about it. I guess I do got to spend some money because pulling because coming off the hip, you know, your number going to be lower. I know my number, you know, working with a client that's pulling from the hip. He going to have less bullets than if he came into the game with a shotgun, knowing what it's going to be. You know, what I mean, if he got to pull off the hip, he got a clip and that's it. So, you know, those are questions that I'm asking to try to understand. Um just where they are in their business journey. It's a lot of people in business that didn't, that don't have, you know, MBAs. They didn't go into the idea of business. They just had an uncle that just made really good barbecue sauce. And they was like, we're going to go, we're going to go start this thing up and we're going to sell. And they haven't thought about it like that. Mm -hmm. I've met, I've met people who have companies that I thought were big that had no idea about marketing. They were just like, we're word of mouth and such and such. So, so keep that in mind and you need to, to learn where do they, because you'll talk to them and be like, they don't really have their stuff together. Like, I'm going to mark you down as my beta client that's at the bottom because <laughs> I can go across the street to a guy who's been doing it for years that got his stuff together. And I can bring a lot yeah. of them ideas to you and I'll be the genius. Even though I'm not stealing it directly, but I can come to you and be like, we did videos for this, that, and the other. You know, they're spending about 20000 a month. You said you got 500 You're not going to make it. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I feel like now I'm kind of still targeting a little bit lower than I should be because like I've been targeting like, you know, kind of small business owners or 
uh, real estate investors that, you know, they have their own business like that. But I need to be targeting like companies. I'm sounding like drug dealers, like, bro. Just bigger. Sound, sound <laughs> like you're talking to drug dealers, bro. Everybody. Nah, bro. It ain't legal. <laughs> weird, yeah, I like, mean, they got money to spend. You know what I'm saying? Look at that big screen. They got I money to spend. Money. I'm just saying. They investors. <laughs> I know a lot of drug dealers that call themselves, I'm a, I'm a this type of investor. I'm a that type of investor. I'm a. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay. just, just be careful. Just wear your vest. Get you one of them. Uh, we got the Flash from Academy <laughs> vest that you can tuck under your, uh, you know, real, real quick. I know Tim wanted to add to, to that for you. And then we're going to go to uh, to CSM. Go for it, Tim. Yeah. And I think that the big thing, like like what Ty was saying, is you really have to come up with a good offer. And, and the big thing with that is. You can't. You have to almost take what your client says sometimes at face value because they may not know. Like I said, I don't know how many times I've worked with a client and they're like, "We really want a blog. Like we really want to start blogging. We really want all this stuff." And I ask them like, "Why?" And they're like, "Well, we just want more customers to understand X, Y, Z." And I'm like, "Well, do you want to spend you know hours and hours and hours of getting content written, or does it make more sense for us to?" just have a video or have this other thing because like i said they only know what they know right like you only know what you know and that's really what i think the big thing is is that's why if you go in there like i don't know how many times people will tell us like we want this but i always ask them like okay like that's great but why exactly do you want that and if i can see that you know they want more customers or they want xyz whatever that's whenever you start thinking, okay, is this actually the best way to deliver on that? Because the thing is, if you just go in there and you say, sure, let's do it, and you deliver on that thing and it doesn't deliver what they were hoping, even though you knew it wasn't maybe going to do it, they're not going to work with you. Yep. And like a lot of the times I am 100% okay telling a client, like, I do not recommend, in my professional opinion, you do this. If you are looking for that result, here's what I recommend. And even if we haven't done it, go and look for other companies that have done something similar and show them those results, right? Like a lot of the time, like whenever we work with like some restaurants and stuff, if Chick-fil-A has done it and maybe necessarily we haven't had a client that we've had the opportunity to do it with, I will go and say, look, Chick-fil-A is doing this. Here's the case study that shows you exactly what they did. That still puts you as the expert and the person that knows. And Chick-fil-A has way more authority than our company does. So that's the whole thing is I can still use something, even though we've never actually quote unquote done it for a client, but we know what the process is. And if we know that we can actually do it and deliver on it, then we'll do that. So I hope that kind of makes sense. That's how I look at it. Like I said, I never take anything as like 100% because I did that whenever I had my very, very first production company. And there are just some clients that they're just like, well, we're never going to work with you again because it didn't do this. And I was like, well, yeah, I probably could have said that if I would have known that that's what they wanted. No, you know? that's real. I, I put myself in that position because I didn't ask. Like, I was just like, great. You want a promo video? Let's do it. Yep. I, so I never, I never, I never give them what they ask for off rip. I never give them because they don't know what they don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just yeah. don't. Know. And then you get the heat. You get the blame for when it crash and burn. And I'm like, dude, this is exactly what you asked for. But let me get the, let me get the CSM because, because um, he's been waiting for a minute. 
He's been on since like eight thirty. And I don't know if this is you guys can tell me which whoever is better. Thanks that you answered this for me. As far as SEO, I went with this company to do my website. I spent a lot of money and more money than I was comfortable spending, but there were certain assurances. And Ty, you made a really big deal about how your website looks, not to do those portfolio, not to do website. So these guys built it for me. Everything was built out, keywords. And basically, I didn't get any kind of traction. Wasn't getting any phone calls. I'm sitting there putting down $500 a month for this thing, and I'm waiting for this to happen. I'm waiting. And now I'm getting antsy and getting angry. Like, you all charge every month. I'm getting madder and madder at these people. So finally, I'm screaming at them one month. And the file, like two weeks later, I get a phone call, and it's FedEx. And they're saying, we saw your website, and we're interested in doing business. And I looked at the phone like, is this some kind of sick joke? What's going on? It was, it was, it was for real. And then we... And unfortunately for me, they didn't. I didn't blow with the what's your budget thing because I kind of asked it at first and she graciously allowed me to, you know, do it the right way. And I'm so thankful. But basically, my question to you to all is, is this. I have SEO with this company. I'm not getting the call. Now, I, my niche is corporate interviews, corporate video. So I know it's not something that people look up on the yellow pages every day. So I don't expect a whole lot of stuff, but... Is it, a, is it detrimental for me to have more than one company running SEO? Or is that going to be a problem? Because I don't want it to counteract what I'm working on. This company, for what I'm paying them, includes the SEO. So let, can I get more than one SEO? Or, or, or what do you... Let me ask you a question. Because I'm very leery of companies that... Do they own your website? Do they have your website on their server? If you stop paying them, yeah. do your website go away? If I stop paying, yes, yeah, okay, that that scares the hell out of me, bro. Um, I personally, and I'm just talking on pure opinion here. Yeah. I don't like to do business with companies like that because they have you in the clinch and they can yeah. do whatever they want with you. Um, yeah. and I mean, they can call you next week and say it's fifteen hundred, bro. Like, what you gonna do? Pay it or you out of, you know what I'm saying? There, yeah. I, I used to work for a big company that used to own the Yellow Pages. They used to own phone lines and they used to own, they still own cell phones and that's how they would do their clients. And they'd have a plumber paying $2,800 a month for his website and, the, you know, and all this stuff. And I just, I, I like to do mine separate um, yeah. and then bring somebody in to start doing SEO and things like that for me. That's just me. Yeah, I don't because the, the money you're paying for them to house your because because I'm gonna be honest with you and, and, and Tim will even jump on this. You're spending five hundred dollars for that website. I guarantee you probably a uh, hundred and twenty is going towards your ad revenue, like your budget, like a hundred and twenty dollars yeah. of it. Like you, you don't even get to control how much is going towards your clicks. You know, what I mean, it could be a small fraction of that. And they're just using the, they're just using the rest to, you know, as a fee to to you know to keep the site up. So I would be very very careful in that. I personally would feel like I'm gonna go get it built somewhere else, you know, whether it be WordPress, Squarespace, whatever, and then I'm gonna bring somebody in to do the marketing. And and I've had companies like we need to move you over to this platform because we can do more with SEO, and that may be true. But even if we go WordPress, I'm going to set up my own WordPress 
server or go with a company that I want to go with. And then I'll bring you guys in to do what you got to do to it. But I don't want to ever be in a situation where my website is a car note and I'm forced to get a certain dollar amount and anything below that doesn't even make business sense. So I'm, I'm number one on that page now. Yeah. That's what I Google. So it's like I'm almost kind of stuck until I get to the point where I can make a move. I mean, if you own that domain, it can point back to any server. The domain is number one. Yeah, yeah. If you still no, got do, that I, information. I, do, I own the domain. Yeah, if you yeah, still I got own. that domain and it's just like a phone. Like if you get that phone number can be ranked number one. We can point it to any phone you got. Even if it's with a different carrier or whatever. It's, it's kind of it's similar to that. So you can always be like peace we pointed over here i'm out i'm still gonna keep my position um as long as you you know you still gonna keep that position and whatever they did to get you there you're still gonna be there but um I, i'm gonna let i'm gonna let because i know tim got a lot to say i'm gonna let tim because this is his this is his house and you got to remember that, that that boy good so we're gonna let him jump on there and because these marketing questions i'm glad he's here so he could uh look at this guy look at this guy i'm glad he's here so <laughs> so he could uh so he can go ahead and put his brass knuckles on for you and just uppercut y'all. I got, I, you know, because my right arm tired. But go ahead, Tim, let you jump in. <laughs> yeah, so really, I, I agree 100% with Ty. So, like, we obviously, we build websites. We do that kind of stuff with our clients. And, like, to me, that the, the big thing is I 100% I agree. I don't like companies that, like, handcuff you to them and they you get drug, drug along along the way. So one is I would just, do you know what your website is built with? No. I mean, this is basically like a whole, like you, I mean, I was, again, I, I was, I was watching, I just got the gold membership and I got a couple of courses and I, I learned, I built a lot of what I built off of the, the YouTube free stuff that Ty did. And one of the big things he said, and in, in my past, I was never successful. I would get that Wix website stuff. So this company's, you know, they, they basically, they, they said, we'll take your website. We, we guarantee you, you will be on the first page of Google and you will also be like, you know, you, you'll be within the top five. <clears throat> That's what we guarantee. And the guy I was using prior to that, he didn't have me on the 250th page of Google because he didn't know what he was doing. And it was the website was exact. Whatever Ty says you're supposed to do to get business, this guy's website did the exact opposite. So when I went to these people, they made a lot of promises and, you know, I got a Fortune 100 company to call me based on that website. Everybody says it's great. My only concern is I'm like, I'm, I'm tied to them. So I don't know. I mean, I know that, uh, I mean, I could cancel it next month, but my only concern is I don't want to drop in that Google. I'm on the first, I'm organically ranking number one on that page. So how, how much traffic are you getting? Yeah. I have to take a look at, I honestly, I'll be honest with you. I don't like look at the analytics like I'm supposed to, because I'm so focused on just trying to get referrals and get business. That I'm just kind of hoping that everything's yeah. good. Cause they could um, be playing you. They could be playing you on a long form keyword that don't get no traffic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you could be coming yeah, up under, I, mean, I, I, I can go out and I can rank for, you know, like some obscure keyword that's somewhat related to marketing. And I can tell you, you know, that kind of stuff. Because to me, like, the big thing is, and, like, so just, just for, like, transparency, we don't offer SEO. And it's not because we don't see the value. We don't whatever. Me, personally, I just don't like it. <laughs> to me, I, I'm more so, I'm like, 
it's important and we understand it and we do it but i'm like i want customers today not like six months from now i'm a little impatient on that side but the big thing is like like i said i can go and i can rank for whatever rando keyword but the the big thing is like just because you're ranked number one and if you're not like yeah fedex may go and and do that and that's great i'm not like downplaying that but the thing is is if there's still not an adequate enough amount of traffic then i don't really see the benefit there because i'm like honestly for like 500 a month you could probably go and even just start running youtube ads that would probably yield more calls than some of the seo stuff if you could send me a link, just something to, for me to extricate myself from this this situation, I, I appreciate it because yeah, I feel I, like I, I'd have to. Um, if you want, you can send me like a private message. I can kind of take a look at the the company that you're working with and kind of see. Like I said, all companies are kind of different. Um, the other thing is like that's why one is we don't do SEOs because every SEO company I've worked with wants to do that and. To me, I'm like, I don't want to be that kind of company. And like anybody that I've worked with, I'm like, I don't want to handcuff you to us. Like, that's just my thing. I, it drives me insane. Because I'm like, if you have to like blackmail your customers, you probably shouldn't be in business. That's my opinion. <laughs> um, and that's how I feel about that. But the, um, yeah, like I said, it's it's it all kind of depends, right? And I don't want to say that what they're doing is not great. Like I said, I don't know, right? I don't know what, um, right? I don't know the keyword. I don't know any of that stuff, but that's just like my initial thoughts. And realistically, like with working with some of the bigger brands um, and that kind of stuff, normally you want to control your website and then you can hire on an SEO company. And if they're not performing the way that you want, you essentially kick them out and plug in a new SEO company. And really that's how a lot of marketing companies just work in general. Um, so like if one marketing company isn't doing what you want, you want to work with companies that have um, not super long contracts or not whatever, because you want to, to be able to kick them out and not keep paying a company that doesn't give you anything in return. Um, and good agencies, I believe, um, are not going to do long-term contracts to a degree. Um, sometimes long-term contracts make sense because it's more about the commitment because marketing and advertising is not a quick fix. <laughs> um, and sometimes like if you can't commit to like three months, you probably shouldn't be doing marketing and advertising anyway <laughs> is kind of the thing. So um yeah i will i just said i sent in the private chat i don't know if he but oh he's saying what company he's working we want we're gonna put him on blast but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah you, that scares you. me just the way the tone of your voice yeah, scares man, me that, that, like yo you you've been had you've been hoodwinked yeah you've been bamboozled. They, they got you. And, and like i said maybe you haven't i don't dog. know like i said i i don't know i <laughs> I can't say or deny anything. I mean, so. at this point, they said, well, I, I'm done with the, the actual monthly commitment of 500. They drop it down to 250 and don't do the blog. But I told them, listen, just host me for $60 a month. And they're like, yeah, we can do that. But all the, all the, um, 
the the rankings you had are going to fall once we do that. So I was like, well, what am I going to say then? I mean, yes and no. It depends. Like I said, to me, normally if somebody says that, it's because, in my opinion, they're probably going and, and essentially just buying up a whole bunch of backlinks to a bunch of places that aren't relevant anyway. <laughs> um, like I said, th these are all the things that a lot of companies won't tell you <laughs> because that's just how companies are. Um, but yeah, it's... I don't know. Like I said, I can't speak directly to what they're doing and what they're not, but um, I'm like, yes and no, you will lose ranking. But the other thing is I'm like, I don't know how competitive that keyword is, right? Like if I wanted to go and rank for just marketing, it's going to be extremely competitive. We're going to have to put in a crap ton of content, a crap ton of stuff to even stay. But we're not, right? But if it's something, some obscure keyword, and if there's not that much competition on it, I highly doubt that you're going to lose that much ranking. But like I said, I don't know because I don't know exactly the keywords. I don't know any of that. Um, any, any advice you all can give me or direct me, I'd appreciate it. I, I, I want to kind of make a lateral move and not, I don't want to go back, you know, so I'm kind of, I'm a hostage at this point. I so so in the course I talk about I like Squarespace that's my that's my joint um Squarespace is easy to it's easier when it comes to SEO you can almost do it yourself to a certain extent filling out your you, you can probably do about 40% of it yourself I would bring someone else in to look over headings and things like that titles and but um I, I I stay away from companies that marketing companies that want to hold, hold everything. I just don't, I don't trust them. I mean, it's, it's literally like being in a relationship and your girl, like you ain't going to be nothing when you leave me. I'm the best thing that ever happened to you sitting there. Like maybe. So I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I don't, I don't want them to control my, you know, just my stuff. I just don't want them to do it. I would say, um, get in a situation where you, um, you control your platform, whether you decide to do, um, something as simple as like a, a it's like a Squarespace or you want to do WordPress, but own it um, and then bring somebody in to work on it. Somebody say I still have facts on the screen, do I? No, that's the facts right there. Big facts. Yeah, they don't, they don't own my domain. I own the domain. I own the domain, but they own like they basically own the, the, the host. They're the host. And they're the mm -hmm. SEO, and they're you know so basically they're like they my landlord, I'm the tenant, Literally. and you know they can raise the rent on me. So, but I like I said I don't want to go backwards. So if somebody can email me with the lateral move where I'm not getting hurt, and I keep you know because I'm starting to get a little bit of a. I'll tell you. I'll tell you if you want a, a quick, fast, cheap way. Go sign up for Squarespace. Go get you a Squarespace developer off Fiverr. Tell them to pull as much information off this website and recreate it over here. You'll be up and running in five days of that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I just did that like not so long ago. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm not a contract. It's just they threaten, like you know, they well, hey, listen, you better stay in line. <laughs> 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 I feel like Tina Turner, man. Like, man I can't leave Ike. I can't just, leave Ike. As soon as they calling you, you just flinching. Like, yo, just we're just here to talk to you about your SEO. Okay, your SEO. Frozen. I know you got a question, bro. You've been you've been frozen like that for a minute. Like, yeah, yeah. Now you're good. So, going back to what you were saying, 
Um, so I got a two part, two part response. So okay. the first one is, so when you were, so before you did the web redesign and the SEO, you were still doing Google ads. Um, so not the right way. Did I, I, yeah, I spent money on Google ads thinking it was going to help me do something. Um, not knowing what my problem was. So if I can go back and do it, what would I, would I tell you to do it? Nope. I would tell you to bring in somebody to look at your website to make sure that it works. And sometimes if you got beta clients, this is the perfect time to run it by them. How do you feel about this website? Was it easy for you to navigate? Were you able to, did it answer your questions? And then I brought in a sales, um, a, like on Fiverr, there's jobs where you can hire a sales rep to look at the flow or web, uh, what is it called? A front end designer to look at the flow of your website to see if it works. Um, because I spent money on pay-per-click was wondering like, man, I'm, do I need to put a thousand dollars into the month and I'm bringing a million people to my website and I'm getting three people. So I had to understand that the issue was my ability to convert a viewer into a client. And it was, it was about the traffic that I was sending. When you're in photography, videography, you got to be careful that you're not sending everybody who want to learn about the new Canon X five, whatever to your website. And they get to your website and they're looking for, cause you say you shoot with an X five, they looking for a review and you ain't got it. And they out of there and you didn't spend all this money to send the wrong people to your website. So once you get the trap in place, it helps to have the person who creates the ad to understand and that's why if you look at the comp if you look at the fiverr person that i refer they're u.s based because english is extremely important to fully understand it and know what what exactly you mean when you say x y and z and there's no there's nothing that's taken out of context because that is the area where you can be spending a whole lot of money um paying for clicks and people come to your website to learn about the new Canon and you're just saying, hey, I'll use Canon to film our clients. And now you spent half your budget on people that's looking to get a review. Um, and, and before you go to your next question, I'll let Tim jump on it because he had his hand up and wanted to kind of help you out leave more with that. Yeah. And, and with that, with like pay per click, the big thing that one is, I would say, like probably 98 percent of the pay per click ads that are out there are not good they get clicks but the thing is is like your what you actually put on there is going to make a big difference because the thing is let's say a keyword you want to rank for let's say it's three dollars a click well the thing is even if you're getting ten thousand clicks on it it may still cost you less because all ad platforms reward advertisers that get more clicks and what ends up happening is people have a bad ad. They only get one to two clicks. And instead of it costing $3, it now jumps up to $7 because your ad doesn't have a good enough hook. Or what you put in your ad does not directly reflect what is on that page. And then people get to the page and they don't know what to do. I don't know how many pay-per-click ad campaigns we've looked at where I click on the ad and I have no earthly idea what I'm supposed to do next. Like the copy doesn't make sense. And even if I'm ready to buy, sometimes I can't even figure out how do I do that? Or I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. And that's why it's, it's super important. And I think that the other big thing is a lot of people don't 
use anything like there's you know essentially heat mapping that allows you to see where people are clicking on your website where they're scrolling past and essentially it's it's a heat map of that that gives you a lot of data on what people are looking at um and then the same thing maybe somebody's clicking a button that doesn't work i don't know how many times i've i've gone to websites and click bu buttons that don't work or I click on a social media profile and it doesn't even go to your profile. It goes to somebody else's, you know, there's a hundred, like, I don't even know how many times that happens, but the same thing is what are you also doing? If somebody is going to click away, are you not doing anything? And if you're not doing anything, that's another missed opportunity to try and get that person in your ecosystem. And that's why I said, there's a lot of stuff to look at. Um, like I said, we do it every day, so it's easy um, once you know what to look for. Um, um, real but, quick, jump on one other thing too. When it comes to negative keywords, if you don't understand the importance of negative keywords, yeah, because and, and negative keywords are essentially keywords that obviously are somewhat related but exclude people, right? And, and, and negative keywords are definitely underutilized. Because like what Ty said, if somebody's looking for maybe a specific camera and you have a specific camera, like let's say you're like, oh, right, like one of your selling things, what you don't do is like 4K. If somebody's just searching for 4K, whatever, to me, I would look at that as a more of a negative keyword. I don't care and I don't think my clients should care if we're shooting on 4K. You know, that, that's why I like keyword quality. There's a lot of stuff to, to look at. And that's why sometimes... In my opinion, like not every Fiverr person, not every agency, not everyone that you go with is going to know that. And it's the same thing. Like they can only do so much that you give them, right? A, a good agency will sit down with you and hopefully get these questions out of you. If you just go to somebody and they're like, sure, we can do that. That's what I would worry because they're literally just going to take what you say and just slap it in there. And that doesn't work. <laughs> like, you know, I, and like for us, we try to understand what your business is doing and if it even makes sense. Um, because like I said, it's, it's the same thing. Like you only know what you know. And that that's kind of where you have to kind of weigh some of those things. So I don't know if that helps, but those are definitely my, my thoughts and opinions on that. That was good. Thank you. That's, and that's kind of why I say when it comes to marketing and pay-per-click and all of that and SEO, get a professional because the learning curve on it is if you don't love it, it's going to be, if you're doing it because you need it and not doing it because you have a love for it, you're just not going to be good enough where you can make a difference, you know, in your business where it's just like, man, I'll just rather spend the $500 because I'm going to blow a thousand dollars on this budget and not get nothing. I can spend a, a $500 and pay two fifty for them to management, manage it and two fifty towards the budget and get 10 times the results because they know what they're doing. So that's why I'm like, let's just, you know, though it's, it's the type of thing, um, where I, I, and I had to learn the hard way because I was into, you know, learning about it and I was in the, you know, getting with it, but it just, it changes so much and it's so much to it that I don't want to risk my success on my ability to not only do everything else well, but find a way to be good at marketing. 
you know, just like companies are hiring you to come in and add value to their brand using your expertise, you have to do that for your company too. You can't not use nobody, but I want everybody to use you. It don't work like that. So, so that's something you got to keep in mind and just something you got to put some money to decide for. Like, it's just, you know, you got to do it. Um, Mario, go for it, bro. Um, yeah, I mean, just to touch on, on, on that same subject, as far as, uh, with the websites and, and the pay-per-click and the, and the marketing, um, I'm, I personally use, um, Squarespace. Like I transfer, like once I understood, uh, cause I used to have an old website, but it, it wasn't tied up to my brand. So once I understood that everything is to be tied up, you know, you go over that in your course, um, once everything is tied up to the same name, the same domain, the same website, the same email, all that stuff. Like I just kind of purchase it real quick from, from, um, from square dad, from, from, uh, big daddy. Is that go daddy yeah? or Squarespace? Go daddy, go daddy. Yeah. Oh, big yep. daddy is a pizza place. <laughs> 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 um, but from go daddy, but then, you know, like I try to work in there, uh, well, and I transfer it to a Squarespace. Long story short. Um, like I, I personally, will be investing into like so somebody can look into the seo because i've been i've been like squarespace gives you a hundred bucks once you spend 25 dollars. so like i've been running these ads on google on google ads just so i can get that credit you know and and you know i put a a spending limit a monthly limit of 60 dollars and i kind of seen i played a little bit just so i can kind of understand once like the the pros get into it into the system and i see what they're doing you know just so i don't be like okay what are they so i'm just trying to uh understand the ecosystem of that so i noticed that at first the each click was like 60 cents per click i will get like some some a lot of impressions and then like they will click i will get like 20 clicks a day and it will cost me like 60 cents but then I rearranged like the region and instead of going, you know, like a, like a radius of 20 miles, I started targeting uh, zip codes. And then for whatever reason, it dropped from 60 cents uh, to 16 cents. I really don't understand why. I pretty much don't want to understand it because um, I, I, you know, it's, it's like you said, I don't want to I don't want my success to depend on something that I'm going to be learning instead of me putting the time on, you know, uh, building what I'm doing. Uh, I just leave it to the professionals, but on Squarespace, on Squarespace, it does give, it does provide analytics as far as to like where the people are clicking and what am I doing? Like, like how the conversion rate is going so far. I gotten, um, one, one client that actually clicked on on the contact and went to honeybook and then um you know we booked uh for us to talk and just to for me to pitch them you know and so it's it's it's, it's good to understand like i guess all that all that all that all that kind of science all the other technical issues of that but yeah I, I personally will be going somewhere else so they can figure that out and see how it works hopefully it works out good yeah, yeah, it's imp- it's important with the media, like with the marketing side. Listen, don't. I'm not gonna sit here. And a lot of people are like, well, why don't you come out with a course for that? Because it'll change every three minutes. It just it changes so much. Just Google ro- roll out just new 
rules almost probably quarterly if not monthly there's just something new that has completely shifted and changed it's difficult to even keep up with the the youtube side it's not at times but they're trying to make that as easy as possible because the average joe you know uploads to youtube and they want to make google ads easy they make it easy for you to spend money but if you really want to be super efficient you have to and they offer free courses you can get google certified for free and all of that stuff but Again, how much of that, like, like how much of your time are you going to dedicate to it? And is it worth it for you? Is it is $500 worth 40 hours this week? Or can I go close three clients and do 8,000, 10,000, 15,000 and just pay somebody 500 to do it? Like, that's what you yeah. got to kind of think about when it comes to your time and what you decide to invest your time in. And again, are you working on your business or are you working in your business? Because doing a marketing is working in your business. So you want to take a step back and be that CEO and put somebody in place to handle that and, and be responsible for the growth of uh, your marketing. So good looking yeah. out on, on, the, on the super fact fund. Tyrone Bryant, appreciate you. Um, and if, and if, if I can add just real quick. Yeah, yeah. Cause what just happened, because I left the chat for a little bit. Because I had a warm lead, like I've been posting, you know, uh, you know, I've been doing things that, that you know, posting on on small business uh, groups here in my area, here in Denver, posting on different groups where where I can, you know, I'm advertising my business. And just right now, like, I don't know, maybe half hour ago, an hour ago, I just got a warm, like somebody sent me a message and they said, hey, I seen your ad. You do you're doing this type of, you know, video production for for uh, for restaurants can we talk? So, you know, I had to go cause uh, you know, I got to go. Cool, and, uh, and all I got to say is that because of the things that, that I've been learning on your courses, as far as like the, the, uh, the structural based pricing and, and just itemizing everything and, and er all everything that I've been doing as far as like getting, cause you know, I can be, I, I got a lot of, a lot of denial, like a lot of no's. So all those no's pretty much, put in place for me to just be familiarized to what I'm going to say when every time somebody comes and it's just like today it felt it, it came through like every everything it came through and because I have I've been having all this like practice and training when I was when he was like well how much do you charge well I was like this is this is this is the hourly this is the first it comes with this it comes with that it comes with this it comes with that they were like okay well when can we start so I'm gonna be typing a proposal tonight, sending it over, and it's 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 going. That's what I'm talking about. Awesome we got a winner. Job, we got a winner right there. I like to hear that. Like to hear that. That that's that's winner. Got a winner. That's what I like. I like hearing closing sales, and I love that man. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. That makes thank you, thank you, thank you, guys, thank you for everything. Thank you. Um, I think frozen. You got one more question, bro. I know you had a two part, and we kind of skipped the second one. My bad. No, you good. Um, yeah. So the comment I'm gonna make is uh, it's kind of veering in a different direction. So you could go ahead, Tim. I know you had something to say on the topic. Uh, all I was gonna say is that when it comes to advertising, the easy part is clicking the buttons. The hardest part is everything else. <laughs> a lot of people like, and if you've ever been in any of the back ends of ad platforms. It can seem easy, but really it comes down to your messaging, your copy, your ad, 
the sales process, the sales flow, all of that. Um, and, you know, if you don't do it every single day, and like I said, we do it every single day, and sometimes we still get it wrong. Like, <laughs> you know, that's just the way that it is. Um, you know, I'm not here to say that we're perfect, <laughs> but that's that's the big thing is you definitely, you have to look at everything as a whole. And it is good to have people that know what they're doing in certain areas. And like I said, like, there is certain advertising stuff we don't do, and we have other people that we refer it to because I'm like, that's just not our specialty. And advertising is a lot of testing, too. A lot of people don't understand. It's a lot of A-B testing. It's a lot of figuring out what your audience likes. So it's, you know, it's a lot of that involved. Sometimes some ad companies take a month or two to just kind of like will it in to really understand what works for you. So you can't go in there and be like, I need this to work now. And they hit a switch. Sometimes it's finding out what's the best path to take. Um, and great advertising companies do that. They don't just set you up and be like, this will work unless they work with a very slim, you know, niche of people. And that's it. It's just, it takes time. I know you had another question frozen. Go for it, bro. Yeah. So when it comes to the, the sales aspect of what we do, um, I'm decent. So if the, if the sales meeting is lin- is linear and there's no wrenches or surprises thrown, I, could, I, I do pretty decent when it comes to it. You know, I still have a lot to learn in that regard. Anywho, though, 100% of those sales meetings are coming from all networking, right? So my, my question is, what should I do next? Because I, I know you guys, um, you guys, um, what's the word? I can't, I can't think of the word, but you guys are big fans of uh, have, instead of you going out there, you want to set the trap. So with, with the problem I have with my website, what's the next step would you recommend me do? So I did the SEO. I'm not having a lot of traffic. What should I do next? Like right after I close this? Um, what, what you should do next, I think, is how many clients have you had a ballpark figure this year? Think about those clients and, okay. and, and work with those clients for referrals. There's a lot of old, there's a lot of new money in the old money. I tell people there's a whole lot of new money laying within the old money. So that's one I would work on work, look asking them for, because it's another form of networking, but you're being introduced to somebody with the reputation of that person. So you walk in the door winning. Um, so that's where I would say start uh, as far as a creating a revenue stream. Like, like if you're trying to like, where can I get my, where can I eat from real quick? That's where I would go first. Um, number two is I would, and I, it's kind of hard saying who you should hire without saying, because I sell products here. So it's going to look like I'm saying me, but I'm not, I'm saying, get someone who has a sales experience and front end design to look at the website, to make sure that the flow is there, um, to make sure that those, cause you don't want people to work hard to spend money with you. You want to make it easy. That's why that's that's why Walmart got self checkout. So you can scan your own stuff and get out and you ain't got to wait for somebody that's standing at the line having a conversation. They make they're making it easier for you to spend money. Amazon has a store where you can just put it in your cart and walk out and they'll just bill you. So the goal is to make it easier for people, for companies or for people to spend money with the client. So it could be a bottleneck or an issue where people that you even talk to and you send them to your website, they may have an issue going through it 
making the purchase or or contacting you. So that's the next part that I think you should focus on um, until we figure out what's up with the traffic and why the traffic is not coming there. Because, you know, having traffic come there and then you not get a phone call, we can kind of see where the problem is. But if you're not getting traffic and you're not getting phone calls, it's hard for us to determine exactly, you know, where you're bleeding out from. Um, You know what I mean? But, a way that you can kind of skip it or get a little bit of a head start is running that website by beta clients. And cause they'll tell you like, I wasn't feeling this, this picture don't do nothing for me. I didn't like that. I need to, you know what I'm saying? I didn't feel like you were talking to me when you created this. So you, you talking to beta clients help until we can get a professional front end designer to say, Hey, this is out of place. This is, you know, I, I, I talk to them all the time and they, you know, just the, the idea of putting my demo reel first. I didn't make that up. I had a, a front-end designer that I paid who sat down with me on my website when I was having the problems you were having, and they were like, yo, your demo reel is great. That needs to be the first thing they see with your value proposition. That's where I got that idea from. A lot of a lot of things that I even pass in the course or teach is for me spending thousands with somebody trying to figure out the same problems that you're having, and then when it clicked and I got it, I'm like, bet. Let me apply this to my other websites and I'll start to see traction on other websites. So um, that's what I would do next. I I would definitely do that next. Um, CSM Video Productions, good looking out on the Super Chat, bro. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. You get double double screen time real quick. Uh, Go for it, Tim. Yeah, I would I would definitely do um, the same thing that Ty's saying. Um, referrals are always a big thing. Those are something that you always want to nurture and start looking at. Can you set up a system to kind of do it a little bit, maybe a little more automated, so that you don't always have to like think about it. Maybe you have some emails that go out to past clients, any of that stuff. I think even if you just go and like, have you asked to, to get video testimonies from them have you asked to even just get testimonies right like um if you can do that right can you have them put testimonies on your facebook page can you have them put like any all those things are just going to continue to add to your authority in that um and then you know like like the same thing that ty said is it's like if you do have traffic coming, but there's just not conversions. Like I said, maybe there's something in there um, with that. And the the first thing that I always tell people is like, ask everybody that you know to look at your at your website on their mobile device, because the majority of people are looking at it on their mobile device anyway. And you'd be surprised at how out of whack some things may look. Because, you know, like if you designed it or you did whatever, it may look good on desktop, but a lot of times there may be like the button to book maybe like way over here and half cut off. And maybe that's why they're not booking and just being able to, to get that. Like that's always where I, I like to start is like, let's look at it mobily <laughs> and ask a bunch of people with different mobile devices. Cause they're all different sizes and it, stuff looks quite different. It can literally look different from browser to browser. Like mm-hmm. look, it can look good in Safari and look terrible in Chrome. Or vice versa. Yeah, so that that's that's what I would do. Um, like I said, that's something you can do, quote unquote, for free. But then, of course, like if you can have a consultant or whoever I know, Ty offers it. We offer it. 
as you know consulting services to look through websites that's just what it is and like i said whoever you go with like anybody that can give you insight is better than nobody um and that's that's my big thing is is get those insights and then really i would just try to determine you know is it with like your referral network if you feel like you have a good handle on that i would look at okay how can i do twice as much as what i'm doing currently like what can i do because that's working right keep you know chipping away at the website stuff keep chipping away at that but whatever is working now i would still continuously look at how do i double this right how many people am i like how am i doing my reach out can i do this more effectively right have i have you tested maybe your outreach right i don't know how you're doing it right if it's email if it's on social whatever do you have two different ways that you're reaching out to people and start a b testing those because once you figure out what's working you can ultimately get to a point where you can hire somebody like a, a va to go out and do those outreaches for you but because you've tested the messaging to go and do the outreach, you've tested all of that. Now you know what works. You can give that to somebody else and you can go and focus on building something else while they're going out and, and doing that thing because it's already proven to work. That's what I would do. That's normally what we do. Um, even whenever we work with a company, I never look at like, how do we go in here and make our mark? I'm like, what is working really well? And how do we double down on that? that's going to get us the fastest results. Like if something is not working, that doesn't matter. Like what is working? Let's spend, you know, twice as much energy on that. And then we can chip away at these other things as time goes on. That's okay. how I would approach it. To totally. So, oh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What'd you say? No, you go ahead, Ty. Oh, I was, I was going to go to the next question. If you, if you got something you want to add, I'm, I'm going to get you first and then I'm going to go to GMO. Uh, yeah. So what? So going back to Tim, what are your thoughts on ecosystem marketing? What do you mean by? So by okay. That? So pardon me. So what? I, so what I do is I have a. So my Facebook page. I don't have any friends on my Facebook page. I just add business owners. The same thing for my for my LinkedIn. So once a week, I'll upload a video. This uh, just information informational video or just about what video could do for their business. And through there, that's how I got and through there and networking. That's how I uh, meet up with uh, with fellow business owners. But the thing is, that's uh, I mean, it's, it's cool. I like it, but it's not. A, I mean, I don't know. It's just like in the long run, it's a lot of work. You know what I mean, so you got to mm -hmm. like, like I got to shoot the video then I got to edit the video. It's fine. But in like, it's not like a long, I mean, like in the yeah, long yeah. run. It, it, it's not a, it's not a long-term strategy is what it is. It's not a long-term strategy and it's not sustainable. My big thing is what I would do is I would honestly start looking at figuring out what kind of offer you can start. Cause obviously you have people that are interacting with the content and I don't like the contents, like this is what video can do for you. Instead, I would go and I'd be like, Hey, you know, um, I don't know. I have three new openings in my video production company. We're looking to work with three companies to create um, videos that whatever it is that you do, right? And what we're doing is we're, you know, giving away whatever, an animated logo for the first three qualified businesses. 
and see how many people bite on that. If nobody bites on that, that's not a good offer. Come up with a better offer. Because the thing is, once you nail down that offer, that's something you can put on your website. That's something that you can now take to the market. You can actually start running ads on that because it's proven. And to me, that, that's what I would try to spend a little bit more of my time because if you're not putting out an offer, if you're not offering to do something for someone, how can anybody buy from you, mm-hmm. right? And, sure. and that's, that's the big thing is like when we start working with companies, the first thing that I always ask them is like, what are your offers? And people are like, I don't know. I'm like, we have a lot of work ahead of us because it is so much harder to market something, advertise something when you don't have a winning offer. And like, and the thing is, is you're not going to come up with your winning offer like tonight or like whatever. Sometimes it takes months, years. Like some of the companies that we work with, they start with one offer that's working pretty well and we continue to refine it and refine it and refine it. And maybe two, three years down the road, it's now working like gangbusters. They can put in, you know, a dollar and get, you know, way more money out. But the thing is, is so many people spend very little time working on your offer. And the way I like to think about it is, I mean, it's funny, we had a class on this, but I think of your offer as the packaging of a product. The way, right, like normally you're attracted to the packaging of the product. If the packaging of the product looks terrible, it doesn't matter how great the product is inside. You don't believe it's good because the outside of the packaging looks so terrible. The packaging, that's why a lot of companies spend a lot of money and research on how their packaging looks, how it opens. Like, And that's why if you have ever bought anything from a luxury brand, you're like, dang, like the way that this flap opens and it has like all this <clears> stuff. Apple. That, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all of that plays a huge role in why you buy that product. But a lot of people don't spend any time working on their packaging. So... Real quick, I want to I want to jump in because we're, we're gonna get ready to wrap for a minute. Um, knowing what to offer are the questions that you gotta run by your beta clients. They're gonna give you that information. They're gonna say, "Man, I wish," and you're gonna hear them all say the same thing. Like, "I wish, I wish, I wish, I would like." Boom, that's my offer because all of y'all want it, and I know I can get y'all with that. So run that information. Those that those are the things that you can get from having a beta client. Like that's the cheat code is having three people who are in the position, having three fish tell you, "Hey, we really like worms." Oh, hooks, cool. I know what to fish with. So so it's extremely important that you develop them relationships because they're going to help you cheat. They're gonna help you get this thing up and running ASAP where you would usually spend money and you would go out here and burn your knuckles and scrape your elbows for the next eight years. They're going to help you cut them corners and accelerate that because they're telling you what they want. And then you make an offer based around that. You can even go to them with the offer. Like, would you, would you be interested in this? Yeah. If you get three yeses, you know, you got something instead of, and that'll just cut off months of trying it and putting it in front of people and you hearing yes, no, maybe. So with that being said, I'm gonna let GMO uh, go. Roger, we're gonna get to you because I, I haven't heard from you, and then we're gonna wrap. I gotta wrap literally in the next like six minutes. So uh, go for it, GMO. All right. So I have just two quick questions. One of them is, um, so one of my clients, they uh, they advertise a lot of Instagram, and sometimes he tries to get across the uh, the point of 
not the point, but like he tries to get people to to click on the link to view the 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 menu before they get to the to the restaurant. But I know on Instagram you need like ten thousand followers to be able to 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 add a link to your stories, you know, or or even to your to your post because you know it's not something that you can click on and it'll direct you right to the link. So like, do you know any programs to where like if you have under ten thousand followers that you can kind of like link it on your stories and on your Instagram feeds so people can actually click on it and not just look dumb when you're putting in a website that's unclickable. You can have a link in your bio that goes to something, but that's about it. What I would do if I was him is I would create content that talks about the dishes he want to sell a lot and keep it in his stories and use you know how you can create a story and then save it under something that's on your own yeah highlight i would do that under Mm -hmm. menu and then just go through a few different videos of dishes that is probably the best his best bet um until he get to a point where i mean let's be real i don't know a lot of restaurants that are surviving and winning off instagram I mean, they, they, I know a lot of like recipes and like cookies and, but I don't know a lot of companies that are like thriving off of their Instagram following. Like, it's just a nice to have. Yeah. It's it's just, it's a nice to have. Um, but, but that's what I would do. And you said you have one more question. Yeah. uh, I know Tim has something to say on that question. I don't know if that could help other people. All all, all I was going to say is the only way that you can get a link on anything Instagram is if you run it as an ad. Like if you don't like, you know, and to me, I'm like, there is, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with running ads. Ads are super profitable if you know what you're doing, but that's the thing is like a lot of the time people want to use a lot of free stuff and they try mm-hmm. to like hack all this stuff together. And I'm like, honestly, like if you just spent the time and money to hire somebody that knew what they were doing, you'd already have those results. That's yeah. my opinion. Um, but no, there isn't as far as I know. And if there is, it's probably not within Instagram's rules and guidelines. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my other question is, um, as far as like a beta client, let's say I create something that costs like, Four hundred dollars, right? And uh, or like it costs me four hundred dollars to outsource it, and then I would try to, you know, if I'm working with a beta client, sometimes you don't want to charge them for that stuff just because you're in the process of of testing out stuff. But if you know that it's gonna work, how would you be like, hey, um, this is the cost of it. I'm not gonna up. I'm not gonna upcharge you on it. I'm just gonna give you the price that it costs me. You know, just because you're a beta client, but, you know, without you paying this, I won't be able to give you this. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be really honest with you. Research and development costs money. You may have to eat it to develop it, but it's still cheaper than you going out asking 50,000 people and spending the next three years trying to make it happen. Or you can get really good at it and develop it in house so that you can you can cut the cost to nothing. Then you have a product that costs you nothing or costs you little that you can slap a template on and keep it moving. So, I mean, you know, that is something I think that in house you can you can find a different way to provide it until it becomes profitable. But research and development costs money. There's really not much around it. 
You know what I mean? Like, like think about yeah. what Ford is charging to get a five star crash rating when they crashing ten cars, and they're making they're getting ten cars off the assembly line and they're smacking them just to get footage of them, just just so they can sell them. So I mean, it's it's really just a it's just the cost of doing business. Um, yeah. I you may want to find a, a different solution for that client rather than something that you have to outsource for four hundred dollars. Or you may have to eat the labor charge yourself by doing it. And it may be a good thing because you may learn something you didn't know how to do. So you it may make you a better a better person, you know, a better content creator. Plus, if it's a if it's a beta client, you got all day and night to work on it. It's not you don't have the pressure of a budget. Yeah. That makes sense. Go for it, Tim, and then we're gonna go to you, Roger. Yeah, the only thing I would say is um I think that maybe you could charge for it, but it depends on how good of a salesperson you are is the big thing. Cause like if I went in and let's say that you wanted to try and cover the entire cost, how much do you want to actually charge for it? Right. Is it 800? Is it a thousand? Whatever it is. I would go in there and tell them like, Hey, you know, this project normally would cost us a thousand dollars, but we're looking to get three clients to work on and iterate on this project and really hone in on it. And we're going to be taking it from a thousand dollars and I can give it to you for 400. Is that something you would be interested in? You can do that. But like I said, you have to be very comfortable with sales and you also have to be very comfortable with people telling you, no, I'm not interested. Like there's going to be more resistance to it. And you you can, you can't walk in saying it's going to be free if you're going to do that. Yeah. You got to walk in and say, hey, I need a little bit of your help. You know what I mean? That's because if just imagine if if Chevy came to you and said, hey, we need you to drive the new 2024 Silverado, but you got to give us 10,000 for it. We're selling it for 100. Sign me up. You know what I'm saying? So it just depends on the proposition. Yeah. I think I think because just real quick, I think it's just because like he's been. Because the work that I've done for him, like the food, the food photography, he, I gave it to him for free, you know, just because it was the jump off. But he was, he was so happy with it that he was like, okay, you know, like, hey, I can't keep not paying you for what you're doing for us because, you know, you're providing a lot of value. And, you know, like, I think once I brought it up to him that was like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. I'm creating this is in the process. But... I, it was never in the communication that I was like, I'm going to give it to you for free. It's just like, I'm creating it for you. So I'm I'm thinking that like, maybe he's going to want to, to pay for it. Like, you know, like Tim said, maybe if I, if I'm like, Hey, it's going to cost me like $800, but I'll give it to you for 400, you know, and this is how you can repay me for all the, all the work that I've done for you. I mean, you, you know can, what I'm saying? So you can position it like, Hey, to take it to the next level, I'm going to need some sort of investment from you. Like this worked great, but for us to take it to the next level, you know, I can't, I can't the first round, just making sure it work. I don't mind eating it to make sure it work, but to go here, I'm going to need an, I mean, and, and if it's been working for him, he shouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He shouldn't He's have a problem pretty, with it. Yeah. We'll see though. I'm going to try it out. And then, you know, maybe on the next live, I'll, I'll update you on it. Yeah. We, I want to hear, I want to hear how that go. Um, but before I wrap, uh, Roger, go for it, bro. What's up? So I just wanted to attest to beta clients. So I know we were talking about it earlier and I wanted to mention it, but we got lost in conversation. Good, good stuff going. But uh, like Ty in the course, he has a bunch of like 
questions to ask your beta clients. And I did that today with like, literally did like not too long ago with one of my beta clients. And it's like, it's perfect. Like it's literally the cheat code. And so, yeah, just big ups to that. Just wanted to be a, a living, breathing testimonial to it. So I appreciate, I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. Um, before we get ready to wrap one other question, I want to, I want to answer, uh, by Brian, which talk about good niches. Um, he lists uh, online personal fitness trainer, real estate investor, personal groomers, social media influencers. Okay, one thing you got to be careful of with these with these um, niches. All of them are self employed. They're they're self employed individuals. Their their pockets aren't going to be that deep. Um, maybe a real estate investor, but I, but it's difficult to really understand what type of content they will need for them like yeah but i i'm not in that position to know so beta test one and find out if if they even have a real need for for content whether they're trying to get new property to invest in or try to bring in other investors i i don't i don't have enough experience in there to say they don't use video or or photo so i would definitely um try to get with them to really figure out what how content can help them. Um, but personal groomers is tough. No, I'll say personal groomers and social media influencers. It's tough. They don't have a lot of pockets. They don't have deep pockets. Um, cause I mean, I, I, a beta tester, I mean, I beta tested one like social media influencer and she was actually not even a beta tester. She was my real client. And then I asked her beta question, uh, beta client type questions. And she revealed that she made like 70K from like Google ads and stuff like that. Is that a low revenue when it comes to targeting people? Yep. All right. You can get a local so bar. What's the average that should be? You can get a bar that's doing 40,000 a day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can get a restaurant that's yeah. doing, you know what I mean? So it, it, mm-hmm. those are just difficult. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible. Oh, They're just difficult yeah. to, to get yeah. a consistent $5,000 check. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're looking yeah. at a consistent eight fifty to twelve fifty. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause honestly, bro, like me personally, like I don't need twenty seven thousand dollar checks right now. Okay, I'm only saying that nobody beat me up that's making twenty seven thousand checks, that's closing those type of clients. But me personally right now, I just don't need that. Like I'll be good with like a two, three thousand dollar check. But don't like, don't build your brand day one to be Kia. Yeah. Build it to be Mercedes and offer a discount. Yeah. Don't don't go yeah. into the game being Kia because you you will not be able to recover from it. Kia can't recover from it. Their new yeah. Stinger give you everything a BMW six series give you, and they people are like, nope. I'm going over here to get this old CD player set of this stuff you're offering. Yeah. Like it's just it, you can't. It's difficult to recover from it. So don't go into it that way. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if I already had my business, then it's like I started out, you know, with the prices like at 250 then I raised it to now where it's like $700 or whatever. Like, will it be difficult for me to charge those four figures because I technically started out with my business like a Kia instead of a Mercedes? Would, like, would, will I have to get a whole new business? If you're going into a new niche and you got a new target audience and you got a new direction, yeah. it won't be hard to do it. If you're living in that niche forever and you're trying to go up, yeah. it's going to be hard to do it. And, and I'm gonna get, I'll give you a quick example of it. Um, you know, a lot of companies put out cars that, that are okay cars and they try to hit them in the head with a truck. 
know what I'm saying? Because it's a little bit different, and they feel like they can get a little more. You can get a little more profit by going in a different sector. Sometimes, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Apple did it with 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 uh, computers, and then they decided to go into cell phones, and they got the most expensive cell phone. So, yeah. you know, their goal with the Macintosh was to be in every home, so it was somewhat affordable. That ain't their goal with the iPhone. The iPhone is to be the best phone. So it's just different depending on what what sector they go in. Just be, I'm just saying, be mindful of that. Don't go in worried about price as your selling point. Cause you, it's just hard to get out of that. I tell my people Thank now so that come to me. The people come to me now. They're trying to get me to do stuff. For, you know, from back in when I used, I tell my good fellows like Joe Pesci, "Hey Billy, you've been away a long time. I, I don't know if I told you, I don't shine shoes no more." Yeah, you got to You, because <laughs> even whoever they refer, they're not referring top dollar people to you. They're referring hookup people. They're not gonna bring you like so. It's just. You don't want to get caught caught in that. You don't want to, you know. what I'm saying you right now is okay with that, but five years from now you gonna be like, I should have did the other route. I feel like I'm gonna be that way. So it's like I'm, that's why I'm glad I'm asking these yeah. questions now because it's like I'm just like I know what my mindset is right now, and I'm trying to get out of that and like just think differently. So I thank you for asking. I'm, and I'm a, and I'm gonna tell y'all something that's harsh but true. It's harsh but true. I'm only telling you this because I love you and I had to eat this. Get out of your pockets when you think of what's like, because you ask people what's good money and the range is everywhere, right? What's good money? What's good money? Oh, this good money. That's good money. Until you get around people who really got, they really making good money. You realize that what you thought was good money was nothing and companies got it to blow. They they put it aside and, and like they're forced to spend the money. Or they lose it. So they're trying to spend it. And we go in there with our prices down here. And they may not work with you because they got to blow the budget. And you're not, you not prepared to give them a chance to upsell their way. To blow their physical budget so they can go back and ask for more next year. So th- just not knowing that, going into it, trying to compete on price, you may have robbed yourself. And you don't even know it. So, so you gotta, you gotta think bigger because you know what I'm saying? It's the world is just, it's so much more out, out there and you don't want to be nickel and diamond because you just, that's just, for me, it was just the world I was from. You know what I'm saying? It was just the drug dealers didn't make a lot of money on the corner. That was, I I was, it blows my mind to see them risking their life for $400 a week. Like really, bro? But that's to them. That was a lot of money. Like you couldn't, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so you just gotta, you know, um, build the relationships with the beta client and learn about what their marketing budgets are before you even go. If you decide to go on it, you know, do a beta shoot. What's your marketing budget? I don't got one. Okay, thanks for coming out. I'm gonna go in this direction, but um, I'm gonna get ready to wrap because I'm nine minutes over. GMO, you have something real quick you want to throw in there, and I'm gonna close yeah. with Tim. I just wanted to, I just wanted to say something to Brian. I know he he mentioned uh, personal trainers. And like me personally, I um I work with one of my best friends. He's a personal trainer. That's some like personal projects. And yeah. you know, personal trainers could be something good if if it's like like an online influencer personal trainer that they're making like they say like a thousand dollars per per client in a month, you know, and they're bringing in like ten clients or twenty clients. But even though then it's it's still tricky because they still don't want to throw all that money Spend out, that money. you know, depending yeah. how much, depending how much you want to charge because I do free pictures for him cause he's my boy, but it's a lot of work, man. Like 
is something that I would even charge him like seven hundred or like five hundred dollars to do all that work just because they expect so much because they 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 pretty much have to squeeze out all that content for the whole month so it's like for it to to be worth it for you you had just have to hit them across the head with it in a way because you want you got to make your money out of it you know so it's like I think that would be the best as far as like the fastest re- the fastest return on investment because real estate agents they it can take them a little while to sell a house, but if you got a good personal trainer, he's getting customers consistently every month. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that might be better if you're trying to go that route. But if not, you know, just focus on like businesses like Ty says. Also, no, I appreciate that. Also, small companies with one man bands, they make emotional buying decisions. You want to get in front of clients that are making logical buying decisions. We, we know we got a marketing budget. We know we got a market. Yeah. This is that. Let me put a uh, Tim in before I before I close out. Go for it, bro. Yeah, with that, the only thing I would say is like I agree. I think personal out of that list, I would pick personal trainers. But there's one caveat to that. I want to know what their vision is of what they want to do because if they all they want to do is get like ten clients a month, I don't want to work with them. Right, because I've worked with somebody that had started with doing online personal training and now they have a multi billion dollar company. That's who I mm-hmm. want to work with. Not somebody that has a small mindset and doesn't know what they want to do with their company. That's the big difference. And I think that especially if you're gonna be working with like influencer type brand people, you really want to for me. I want to know exactly what your vision is. If you cannot sell me on your vision, I probably will not do the work because you don't know. Like some people just want to have a million fans and make $10,000, you know, a month and that's it. And to me, Mm -hmm. like that's fine, but that's not my ideal customer. And there are some influencers, you know, that have huge businesses, huge systems, all of that stuff, and they're turning over billions of dollars a year, those are the type of influencers that I'd rather work with. So I think that that's that's really the big key determining factor when you're working with, I think, personal brands and influencers is what is their vision. Some people just want the fame. They don't want to, they just want the fame and they'll use you to get the fame and there's no monetary value for fame. They can't justify it with what you're trying to charge. They just want it and they want it for free. A lot of people want to be rich for free, famous for free, get everything for free. And that's just what they want. And they think you supposed to jump on board because they got this great idea and this great vision. And you supposed to be like, yeah, I want to help you get that. And I'm going to put you on when I get on deal with none of that. But with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap for the day. I'm uh, 13 minutes over, so I got some explaining to do. But um, I want to thank you guys for jumping on the live with me. All my gold members, all my members who are not gold that rock with us and sat through the whole three hour um, video. I want to thank you guys. Um, for rocking with me and we're gonna do this again tuesday tuesday and next thursday so make sure uh you're here tuesday 1 p.m central standard time thursday at 7 p.m central standard time and i want to thank everybody please stay safe if you wear your mask if that's your thing rock it if not go ahead and raw dog it um but i will see you guys uh next week in next video you've been listening to content and cash a flash film academy podcast Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.